Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Wednesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, and rockoftalk.com, 550-5500. Don't forget, you can catch us directly on the Roku TV, very cool, all the free channels, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcast us, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, and uh, you can also download our apps for rockoftalk.tv or rockoftalk.com by just going to Apple and Android, typing in Rock of Talk really is that easy, ladies and gentlemen. 24-7, this recording will play until tomorrow's show. We'll play it one more time at 7 p.m., 10 p.m. The other show will kick off, uh, which is a recording for this for the next 24 hours. And as always, we appreciate all your time and attention. Make sure you hit record and save each and every edition of The Rock of Talk. And we got D-Dot Muska here, our number one. So lots of things to get to. We, we got to cover corruption today. You know, the, uh, the it, it's not uh, the dis... Uh, how would we say that completely and totally discredited Dr. Fauci <laughs> as we go into the second phase? You heard the top of the hour, even uh, Barack Obama scaling back just a little bit uh, yeah. on his uh, birthday uh, party. I, mean, I don't even know how old he is. Never, never cared. The most dangerous how- place in the world to be is between Barack Obama and a mirror. Um, <laughs> yes, we have wow, a full plate good. today, Eddie, and I am full of Chinese food, so I am oh, rare and good. Wow, uh, ch- chop suey <laughs> did. Uh, did System of a Down inspire you? Uh, it did. Uh, I've really? been actually going back to the place I used to go two years ago, yeah. right near Corrales called, uh, well, they're not an advertiser, but they're a fine Chinese place, sure. and I, I've been going there. Right while now. you can, Dad, while you can. Oh, until the lockdown until 2.0, lockdown, yeah. Lockdown, I don't uh, know if it's 2.0, 3.0, but the lockdown is uh, certainly coming. Uh, I am running for mayor. Today was a uh, another good day, and the uh, what this is the, the ninth day in the mayoral uh, candidacy of... Uh, Eddie Aragon, E-D-D-Y, by the way, just in case you're looking to spell my name, Eddie Aragon, not E-D-D-I-E. And uh, let me give you where we're at, where we is, what we got. What we got. I, I ran into a guy today. He said it's, he has a, a T-shirt. He's a, um, a big black guy with um, dreads, you know, cool looking and everything. And it says, say it loud. And then so I walk up to him. I said, sitting, you know, he's over there at the Chipotle. He said, say it loud. And, they, and he says, I'm black and I'm proud. I'm like, oh James my, Brown. James oh my Brown. gosh, that's a great marketing campaign. Like, who comes up with that? And yeah. stuff? He's like, well, you know, you, 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 you white people got to work uh, harder on your on your marketing. I'm like, what are you talking about, you white people? I'm, I'm Hispanic. Where did we come <laughs> Don't call me white. <laughs> that's the worst thing you can be called in America today. Anyway, I love it. It was good. He had the big shirt, and so I said it. And, you know, if you run into me, that's the kind of thing that I'll do is I'll do exactly what you're asking me to do, whether it's on a shirt or otherwise. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to save this city, and you are going to do it with me, hopefully. I'm asking. I'm begging. I'm pleading. Uh, we're desperate, but we're not. Uh, we are literally approaching 1,600 signatures, ladies and gentlemen. I ask you to visit the website, saveabq.com. Get us to six, get 1,600 to 1,600 by show end today. We're at 1,532. We want to get 68. Got them, 68 petitions uh, up on the board. Tell everybody you know, do what's right for the city. Get us on the ballot. Not only does it look attainable, uh, it looks pretty darn good at this point, and I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, and uh, get us on board. We got big volunteer pushes that we're going to be doing this weekend. 
Uh, if you want to contact me or you just text me directly, 550-5500. A couple of volunteers stopped in. I said, hey, we're contactless. We're COVID safe. We're practicing our social distancing. You don't have to touch a pen. You don't have to touch a piece of paper. You just tell people, say, hey, saveabq.com. Saveabq.com. That's all you got to do. Save, you want to saveabq.com? Get Eddie Aragon on the ballot. We, can, we might be able to do it. Uh, or you can go to the number one, abq.com. Those are the two websites that you want to go to and you want to register or petition for me uh, to go ahead and get on the ballot for mayor of Albuquerque. I am taking absolutely zero donations. Don't bother writing me a check. Don't bother throwing dollars at me. Uh, I won't pick them up. Uh, whatever you uh, choose to do, there is not a single dollar that's going to be gathered by this particular campaign. And let's start there. Uh, front page of the Albuquerque Journal. Boy, this spat between the two Democrats. You've got Democrat Manny <laughs> Gonzalez over here, you know, who, uh, 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 and then you got uh, Tim Keller. Uh, 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 you know, they're like doing all sorts of tricks with this public money. They're sending, you know, how desperate they are for this money and that they got to have it. <laughs> they're suing each other and blaming each other. Like, there's not even a race. The whole world has gone to hell in a handbasket. Literally, you've got 80 plus murders. Yep. You've highest got unemployment the, in, the, in the country. In the high, thank you, Dad. I, we always forget about the business community <laughs> tied, around here. Tied, if you're a Democrat, you never think about the no, number of people who are employed. You just you just worry about the, the people, people you support are always employed because they're on the government payroll. City, they never state, lose their federal. Job. Yes, those are the uh, the hard D's, right? You work for the government. Yes, I'm a hard D. Well, let me tell you, uh, there's going to be some cutbacks uh, certainly there because there isn't going to, even though there's going to be Rona 2.0, there isn't going to be bailout 2.0. So uh, act accordingly. I am actually going to run through here during my first segment here, give you more reasons to go ahead and go to saveabq.com and oneabq.com. But you got two Democrats, Manny Gonzalez. He's been in power for 10 years, right? Then you got uh, Tim Keller, who's been in power at his position for four years uh, currently. I sent out a nice blast, and I think this sort of encapsulates it. I'm, I'm so glad I get to spare you from all this doubt, you know, early in the morning. You have... No interest in politics whatsoever. And uh, I sent this early because I said, Wednesday, August the 4th, I didn't say happy birthday to Barack Obama. We're just over 50%, but we are behind schedule. Eight days in, seven days left to get 1,500 plus more petitions. And, and folks, we honestly, we need a lot more than that because uh, there's no doubt we'll get challenged on everything. Because remember, you either totally hate me or totally love me. There's no in between. All right. Thank you for signing the petition, which means you believe in me and want to change Albuquerque. While the two candidates fight it out over public taxpayer money for their campaigns, Albuquerque is headed for another mask up and lockdown environment. No one is fighting on behalf of businesses, families, and students. You saw the big news yesterday was the students. I mean, these guys are It's not going to be a normal college campus year. That's for sure. You, no one's even going to know what college is next year. We just tied the all-time homicide record for Albuquerque yesterday at 80 murders. 80, mur 80 murders. It's hard to think that things could get any worse, but we, of course, know they will. With nearly five full months, August the 4th, left in the year. Does anyone care about Albuquerque anymore? I do. That, that's me, by the way. Me. Uh, no one else stepped up to run and put Albuquerque first. And with 15 days in July, we did that on July 26th, we said, let's save ABQ. Last seven days to save ABQ. We are desperate. By this time next week, you may be left looking at two choices for mayor who have been and are in control of Albuquerque. Manny Gonzalez for the last 10 years and Tim Keller for the last four years. 
Does anyone care about our city? I just maxed out the amount of money I could spend on buying as much social media impressions as I possibly could. Please help me. Text, call, and post, and get as many people as you can to sign on. Lockdown is coming. Murders are rising. Businesses are dying. Your politicians are lying while fighting over public money. Absolutely disgusting. Need as many signatures as possible. They told you at the start of the show, 1532. You've signed. Thank you. Here's what I need from you to save Albuquerque. Go to 1abq.com or saveabq.com. Copy and paste it. Please just get one more person to sign the petition today. Republican, Democrat, Independent. Hey, we'll take care of everybody out there. Or you can watch the show or watch us on TV. So that's where we are with politicians going after each other. Front page of the Albuquerque Journal. Just the latest uh, love spat between two Democrats, uh, the love spat between Manny Gonzalez and Tim Kelly. They, they really love each other. You know, I mean, can't, couldn't Tim have just hired Manny as the chief of police anyway if he wanted to go ahead and clean up crime? Wasn't that there? I wonder if Manny ever interviewed. That's a curious question. Anybody thought about that? Did, did Manny apply for any of that inter, you know, that position uh, within the city of Albuquerque? So uh, give us the latest from the Albuquerque Journal uh, this morning, Doug. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought this to my attention. This is the latest. I, I do like the lover spat. Uh, I guess I was I, I was thinking of calling this, uh, you're corrupt. No, you're corrupt. No, you're corrupt. Uh, I'm rubber, you're glue. Um, this is the new <laughs> ethics complaint, I guess. Uh, Manny's on the attack here. It's not Kel- Keller. So oh, okay. So, you know, the counter attack. <laughs> they're both Democrats, but this, <laughs> you're a cheater. No, you're a cheater. No, you're a cheater. Uh, the accusation is uh, using a city employee for campaign purposes. I'm, I'm sure that's never happened before. Uh, relating to the firefighters union, that is uh, Justin Cheney, president of the city's firefighters union. He allegedly visited city-owned properties and asked firefighters to sign the those five dollar donation cards on um, the incumbent mayor's. Mayor's uh, behalf, Mr. Keller, Pat Rogers, an Albuquerque attorney who Eddie, wait, I've wait, always wait, wait, Pat Rogers. Yeah, I've always mean, associated mean, him with the Republicans. You mean the Republican, yeah. Pat Rogers? And I, I, I never met guy? the man, but I mean the Republican uh, former wanted to be national committee man. Yeah, Pat Rogers? That yeah Pat Rogers? I'm pretty sure that these are wait, wait, he's helping a Democrat. <laughs> he is helping the Democrat Manny Gonzalez. You can't that make in, this stuff up. Uh, for him to go on city time on city property in support of Keller is improper. Bada bada bada. Neri Holu. Holguin. Neri, uh, let me, wow. Holguin? Uh, Holguin? Stop, stop. Just, just let me let me help you. We got to, you know, culturally sensitive we okay, are okay, these okay. days. Yes. Neri Holguin. 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 Ah. Yeah. Neri Holguin. Uh, call the complaint theatrics. Uh, if the allegation against Mr. Cheney is true, that he collected qualifying contributions, our campaign was unaware of it and we do not condone it. Uh, the complaint was filed by Jason Katz. Chairman of the Retired Law Enforcement Officers Measure Finance Committee, mm. together with the Save Our City Measure Finance Committee. Hmm. I don't know what that group is. Uh, uh, measure well. Finance Committees are independent groups that have zero coordination with any of the campaign, though they That's can right. advocate on behalf of the campaign. Uh, a Measure Finance Committee, uh, euphemism politically for that, is a PAC. Uh, okay. Uh, and then the two, second complaint is alleges Keller's campaign improperly accepted seed funding Seed. Ranging from $25 to $250 from yep. six non-city residents. Four of them had out-of-state addresses. So the sniping and the you-know-what contest, the uh, making the snow yellow contest, uh, goes on and on and on between our two, uh, the two Democrats vying to be the next mayor. You and I should have played the $64,000 pyramid. I think you and I across from each other, <laughs> we would get each other whole entire time <laughs> and walk away and beat those guys at that uh, a little bit of our... Back and forth here. So here we are. 
And I don't care about that. You know who else doesn't care about that? You don't care about that. You don't care about the fact that either one of these guys, one in power and the other one in power, <laughs> are both looking for more power through by, by means of the taxpayer-funded campaign contribution that you are going to give them at $661,000. Now, they either likely will both end up with it or both end up without it. Either way, they're both, of course, anybody looking for taxpayer money for their campaigns is no doubt a Democrat because they constantly talk about fair. What's fair? How long is it going to be before, before both of those guys, if and when, and you'll help me qualify by going to saveabq.com, turn their guns on the Republican who's in the race together and go to guns on me? Can't you just see that coming? Oh, he's leveraging his radio station. He's using his radio station. He's electioneering. He's doing all that. Check your lawyer. You guys seem to be paying the high-paid lawyers. You want to go ahead and start talking about electioneering, whether or not I'm a candidate? Uh, you want to talk about at what point someone becomes a candidate? You want to talk about, I gave you every opportunity. You guys had literally all the way until 15 days before, July the 26th at 11 a.m. before my candidacy was explored, which is this exploration period, which is what everybody is doing right now. And they're signing on at saveabq.com to get me on the ballot. And these are the people who are angry at those people who are more worried about who's going to get what. And they already have power. Both of them are already in seat. In fact, Manny Gonzalez is going to be sheriff next year. Regardless if he wins or loses. Careful about how I put that. Think hard about how I just phrased that. I'll leave it at that. Regardless of whether or not he wins or loses, Manny Gonzalez will be sheriff of Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office next year. <laughs> Double dip. Tim Keller doesn't have anything to worry about. I think he understood when he was going for the mayorship that it was a dead-end job. Nobody gets elected mayor and then has further uh, aspirations since St. Pete back in 74. It just doesn't happen. It's been a while, yeah. We are so mired, there's so much corruption, there's so much stuff to get through, slog through, that at the end of the day, we just want to make, I hate using that phrase at the end of the day, but here, we just do really, honestly, we want to make this city of Albuquerque a better place. And I want to give somebody a great shot, whoever the Republican nominee happens to be, I don't care who it is, Zanetti, Block, Dow, whoever ends up winning, incidentally, Zanetti will be here tomorrow. An opportunity win you can't do without actually winning the most populous city in the state of New Mexico, which, of course, is Albuquerque, New Mexico. So, folks, when you're doing this and you're getting me on the ballot, it's not just a vote to get a ballot for a Republican on the city election for the mayor of Albuquerque. You're also putting in a little bit of an investment. There's no money here. For 2022, to see that we have a chance at beating Michelle Lujan Grisham. And I don't know if we're going to be doing this after another year and a half of lockdown at this point. I don't know what the current state is, but I know that we don't have a fighting chance unless you get in the game. Right. The only time you lose is whenever you definitely don't take a shot. And right now, we as Republicans have not taken that shot. So I'm hoping that you join up with me, regardless of how you feel about me personally. I will always talk to you. I have a number here that you can call directly in that is not even screened. It's that simple to get on board. So. One more time, saveabq.com, the number one abq.com. Uh, you Republicans who are saying, well, I'm splitting the vote. Am I really splitting the vote? What vote is there to split if I haven't, one, made it, and two, 
got two Democrats who are fighting for public money. Let's get real now. And they literally hate each other. Isn't this a perfect time for a Republican to step in and say, hey, we can win this. So let's go ahead and uh, do that. Let's check on weather and traffic. And then we've got corruption to cover. We've got masking to cover. We'll take your calls. Uh, when I start the next segment, I'm going to talk about uh, sort of a basic platform, some things that I'm for, some things that I'm uh, against. Uh, some things that I uh, plan on talking about. I'm going to do that in the next segment. And then uh, for the next hour, Dowd and I are focused nothing but uh, corruption. We don't have Murder Mike. I ask everybody to go ahead and say a prayer for Murder Mike. Uh, we just created a website uh, for him today, murdermike.com. Uh, you can't go to it yet, but we're going to be tracking all the stats. Now that we're at 80, you know, it used to be how low can you go? Uh, it's sad to say, but the state of New Mexico, I mean, the state of Albuquerque has never been worse than it is right now. And so I certainly hope that you want to turn this around. I certainly hope that you do. This is disgusting that we have to talk about this. It's absolutely disgusting where we are. 80 murderers here in the city of Albuquerque. Let's go to Rudy Grande, weather and traffic. All right, so as we put things together, we notice some clouds are building, and it looks like maybe there will be a chance of rain towards uh, the uh, east side and maybe into Terrace Canyon. I uh, will tell you right now in Santa Fe, 81 degrees, 91 in Rio Rancho, and 92 at the Rock of Talk. Since our last get-together, looks like we have two more accidents to deal with. Unfortunately, a big one. This is I-25 southbound right at Montgomery. Two lanes are taken up with this multi-car crash. Unfortunately, in the backup right there at Jefferson, somebody just, uh, a couple more got in trouble there. All in all, this has put all of us in trouble all the way back now from San Antonio. If your drive takes you on I-25 northbound at Avenida Cesar Chavez while they're clearing that accident or trying to, it's trying our patience now back to the Sunport. All right, this afternoon we're at Taco Tota on Central across from the historic Highland Theater. You've got to come by, say hi to me, and boy, enjoy some of this great food. You can dine in or you can take home Taco Tota. If you'd like to see the menu, go to tacos.theplaceilike.com. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, when we return, by the way, good job in that opening segment. A good, uh, what, 21 signatures there. So help us out. Just go to SaveABQ.com. That's SaveABQ.com. Get me on the ballot. Doubt and I will be back. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the things that I'm going to talk about, hopefully during the campaign, if you get me up on the ballot. 424, back and forth. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in this afternoon. Oh, Watch hope come over me. Get the daily news dropped to your inbox every morning at 4 a.m. Sign up now at rockoftalk.chat. Get the conservative calendar, top 10 clips, and links of the day, local U.S. and global news briefings, all at rockoftalk.chat. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Sometimes we just need to pick me up. Makeusgodlyagain.com. Ready for some adventure? 
Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shelves and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 11.30 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171. Or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, healthcare, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Site. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. 
All right, as we put things together, starting with the weather, we see a slight chance of rain inside of Albuquerque tonight. Most of it probably concentrated along the mountains. Uh, right now, uh, it looks like uh, Los Alamos is at uh, 74 degrees and 91 degrees in Rio Rancho, 92 at the Rock of Talk. And troubles on I-25. The southbound trip is spoiled with two accidents, one at Jefferson and then a major one at Montano, taking up a couple of lanes and a lot of time now all the way back to San Antonio with that stop and go. If you're northbound on 25, you're going to find that trouble spot is at Avenida Cesar Chavez. Looks like they're moving most of that wreck over to the right shoulder now, but the rest of us are moving pretty slow all the way back now from the Sunport. And it looks like it's tough stuff on Coors Road. Uh, actually, Coors Bypass as you come down the hill out of Rio Rancho all the way to Coors Road there at Cottonwood Mall. All right. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Taco Tote, where we're at right now. Lots of folks have come in already. This is really fun. You need to. Great meals, and you can see anything you'd like to know about the, the great food that you're going to get by going to tacos.theplaceilike.com. All right. With that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, folks. All you have to do is jump on to saveabq.com. That's saveabq.com. song called Charlie Brown, I think, uh, quite fitting and a great video at that. Uh, how many times are you going to trust Lucy to go ahead and give you the football right there, Charlie Brown? <laughs> she pulls it away every single time. Oh, rats. Isn't it? Didn't Drat. That, is it drats? Or <laughs> one rats? Of those. I, I thought rats came from, I was never big a Charles Schultz fan, but, uh, you know, I did enjoy the Sunday morning. I love CBS Sunday morning, you know, the horns that play in the morning. I, I think it's a, a Copeland piece, a classical piece that, that's in there that starts that. And it's like, oh, my God, this is great music. And then, you know, I, I'm like, did I miss out on all this? Like every single Christmas became meaningful because of what Charlie Brown and those kids added to all of that. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Right. It's just it, right. And now you have to just get it on DVD or or buy it. it, but there was it always came on like a Thursday before you went shopping no, and no. after Thanksgiving, right? And it just sort of like set off the rest of the mood for like the next three to four. My kids are never going to have that. They're never going to have that sense of ritual during that time, right? I mean, how long is it going to be before Charlie Brown is somehow racist? <sighs> All right. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, saveabq.com, saveabq.com, and you can also go to the number one abq.com as well. Let's put Albuquerque first uh, on the map. Please sign the petition at uh, either one of those. And so I put some notes together. I've had a lot of stuff that 
you know, I've always thought that was good for the city, things that we should do, and ultimately always things that we can change. And you try to hand them off to other people who will hopefully pick them up and run with them and uh, do things. That's certainly something I tried to uh, impart to Brooke Bassan, who I helped uh, get elected, raised a lot of money for, and lots of other people. You know, ultimately, we all want this place to be a better place. We want the best possible city for all of us. That's We all got to work together. We got to make things happen. And And I've got some, I think what people might think as radical ideas that are commonsensical ideas. You know, really, this is just stuff that we should, we should do. We need to do. So just take a listen. Some of these items, they're pretty good. And we'll, of course, touch upon crime. That's all we talk about here. 369 officers on patrol. Sean Willoughby on the news last night. I was listening to him. A nice beard there, Sean Willoughby. Great guy. All right, items for mayor. Uh, City of Albuquerque, I talked about this on the Eric House of Strauss show. I'm surprised he's not called a racist for being called House of, you know, House of Strauss. Oh. Great, a really nice guy. He says I shouldn't be so self-deprecating. Items for mayor. City of Albuquerque, no mandatory vaccine or masking for the City of Albuquerque employees. I would think they'd like that. But there's going to be a lot of people who uh, have Stockholm Syndrome. Anybody know what Stockholm Syndrome is? They told us that's the right thing to do. We should do that. And they're afraid of, like, they're afraid of having their own thoughts. And a lot of people, you know, I got to make the donuts. I made the donuts. Go back home. I got to get the donuts. Make the donuts. Right? Like, like, there's in it. I used to when I worked for the Department of Labor. You know, like eight eight a.m. This ten a.m. You know, coffee break. Noon uh, lunch. Lunch. Uh, Two fifteen cake for someone's birthday in the building. We're not sure, but everybody went there, and they all had a sliver, a slice. You know, smoke break by about 3.15, 5 p.m. The, the, the elevators were totally crowded. <laughs> and there wasn't, a, there wasn't a soul in the building at 5.01. No room at it was the end. Like that. So, oh, well. um, so we get a little bit of that group think going on in, in any of these uh, endeavors. And obviously, we don't want people to work any longer than they're supposed to. But it kind of got crazy. It makes you crazy. So no mandatory vaccine or masking for the city of Albuquerque employees. You, of course, know that they've already resorted to that. That's something that they've adopted. Uh, you saw Tyson Chicken immediately. They're like, well, you, if you don't get backs, then you're not going to come to work, right? I think that's the new policy. First big corporation. I wish we were talking about Tyson uh, Chicken when it came to Hillary Rodham Clinton. Why don't we go back to those days? Uh, you're not going to like this, guys. I grew up in a union household, ladies and gentlemen. I did. Unions were all about what I was about when we were growing up. That's the way it was, right? Unions were actually about, my dad taught at the apprenticeship. He was an iron worker. That's when it was about the work and not about the politics, right? You got together because, hey, we're a, a, a union of people who work well together, who want to develop their trades, their skills. They become apprentices. They develop their skills. Then they become journeymen. And after they're journeymen, then they go teach other people how to do it. That's what unions were about. Now it's about politics. Did you pay your dues? We're going to go ahead and take these dues from your check, right? And then... You, you don't even, that's, it's compulsory dues now, right? And every single public employee is there. So my recommendation is bust through these unions and collective bargaining agreements. Oh, the city of Albuquerque is definitely not going to be voting for Eddie Aragon. <laughs> right then, and then, oh, he wants to bust through our unions. We are negotiating against ourselves each and every single time. There is no leverage when you allow public employees to unionize. What's worse is there's probably public employees who perform at a much higher level. Oh, I do everything. You know, Gladys over there, she doesn't do anything. 
And I do everything, and I, I go to my boss and I complain about it. I'm like, well, I don't know why you do that because you probably just talk to your union. She shows up at 8 and she leaves at 5. You show up at 8, you leave at 5. Whatever she does between 8 and 5 doesn't really matter because she's going to get paid based upon the amount of time that she's been there. Called seniority or whatever you guys negotiated and introduced. Okay? I know a lot about unions. Bad. Right to work. Right to work. Boy, Eddie, Eddie is literally losing votes as we speak. <laughs> he just, he is, he's losing all the votes. Uh, how about expending, uh, extending the retirement of public employees? What? You want me to work longer? I'm already, I'm already an old lady. I'm 45. <laughs> Some people want to retire after 25 years. Like you started this job when you were 19. You came out of high school. That's great. And you want us to go ahead and pay you 85 cents on the dollar for the rest of your life? Becoming, let's at least extend it five. I don't know what the number is, but my gosh, these people retire way too damn early. Way too early, way too quickly. Okay? Remember, it's all about the hookup. I'm not really sure how long to extend that retirement out, but I'm sure that you and I could probably figure it out. An yeah. optimal level, right? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, in the uh, university system, I know that uh, you have a certain target date and then it's that date plus years work minus the day you started and it's got to equal a particular number so a lot of these people in the state system they can't retire until they're at least 55 50s you're the city of albuquerque you can retire when you're like 44 it's crazy i mean that's not only is it crazy it's a huge obligation it's a huge burden burden excuse me on the public pension system so let's just think about that. This is the boring stuff. I realize there's no sex appeal here on this stuff. This is not the stuff that's going to, you know, win you or lose you, only from the city of Albuquerque. So extend that retirement. No, maybe you can retire in another 10. What's wrong with working? I mean, the work is easy. You like where you go. You have a social life. I mean, I can make the argument that you might die a little bit quicker if you retire too early. Sense of lack of purpose in your own life. Finally, oh, I'm going to lose a lot of votes right here. Gain a lot of conservatives are going to lap this stuff up. They're going to love it. Remember, they're, conservatives are going to love this. Liberals, people who love that federal dependency, state dependency, city dependency, can hate this. Furlough city of Albuquerque employees during shutdowns and impediments to private businesses. If the private businesses aren't part of it, aren't paying in. What's wrong with furloughing city and state employees? So I'm not only would be controlling the city by the same proportion to the number that we've actually lost. So, so, so you guys like fairness, right? You guys are constantly talking about what's fair, what's equal, you know? Why don't we talk about that? These poor businesses are being forced to shut down and you still get a check at the city of Albuquerque for not showing up. I don't think that's very fair. That's not the role of government to continue to make sure that you get paid when businesses are out. So it's our job to go ahead and keep those businesses open. You want to talk about keeping businesses open? That's how you keep businesses open. You tell the city, state, and local employees that, hey, you know what? You're, we, we reduce them. We tell them they're not essential. You're not essential. Because honestly, I mean, some of them aren't. City of Albuquerque is going on a hiring frenzy. Tim Keller's handing out candy that everybody wants. Oh, he's got jobs. You can wait till September 1st. Right, right. Push, push, push. Right. I mean, where in, in what world is that fair? Especially to small businesses. That's music to your small business ears out there. 
So if private businesses shut down by X amount, then the city would also be. And there's got to be a quick way to sort of measure that. And I think the way to look at that would be a labor participation rate coupled with the unemployment rate, which would give us a proportionate reduction in the amount of furloughs that we'd have to take. And then the prioritization, I think, would have to be based upon seniority. Plus, um, I guess, position, you know, you'd have to have a certain proportion. I mean, when's the last time a administrative officer of the city of Albuquerque has been furloughed? <laughs> Take one for the team. Well, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... We're going to go ahead and reduce his hours over here. Like, isn't that the role of leadership? Like, uh, no, you're not going to be able to go ahead and get all those hours that you were getting before. And you're going to have to take half the cut. And uh, by the way, you're making 120 anyway. So you're making 60. You'll make it through. And uh, Gladys over there who can barely make her rental or house payment, you know, uh, we're not going to reduce her. And we know that she's going to work uh, no matter what. And you sort of fly it in on Fridays anyway and uh, use your sick leave. So, I mean, there's ways of evaluating these types of things. That's just good management, honestly. It's just looking at things in a, a very uh, sensical, commonsensical way. So, Can I right. make one suggestion oh, to add to the list? By all means. So when you have a uh, pension plan, and this works You know, whether you have a 401k or whether you have one of those traditional uh, defined benefit plans that uh, still exist in the public sector but don't exist in the private sector anymore. <laughs> the idea, at least in concept, is uh, an employee kicks in a few percentage points of their salary and the employer kicks in their portion of it to shore up that pension fund to make sure you get the money matching coming down the matching right match it's usually you know percentage various percentage points in the city of albuquerque the good city fathers over the years have decided that they don't really want their employees to have to pay their portion of their contribution to the ah, pension plan oh. they're going to make taxpayers cover Ooh. the so-called employee portion uh, if you live like in the city of Albuquerque, raise for the city employees. you are paying 75% of the so-called employee portion of mm. their contribution. That amounts, last time I checked, Eddie, to well over $30 million. That's just a little freebie to the unions. There and, we um, go. I'll take that $30 never, million. never heard Republicans in the city council make an issue of that. They I'll never seem to bring it up. I'll yeah. take that $30 million and I'll advance that puck right How about you can, buy, you can hire a lot of cops with $30 million, I bet. Uh, you can hire 220 rent-a-cops. <laughs> That's how many you can get out of that. Humble suggestion for our next mayor. If it is indeed me or somebody else. We're, 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 if you want to take these ideas, guys, uh, feel free to run with them. We know where you heard them. And then don't try to pass them off as your own. Just understand that, uh, hey, the Rock of Talk and uh, the Dow 3000 were throwing this stuff out. So there you are. Nobody like everyone likes to take the credit like they came up with. Like Manny Gonzalez yesterday is like, we need to audit, audit the uh, nonprofit. <laughs> wow. These poor nonprofits. All right, let's get to crime. Uh, I will commit. This is how easy is this? I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm sort of laughing about this commitment. I will reduce every category of crime going forward. Assaults, murders, car theft, etc. Period. Every single category will drop during my administration. Period. The end. There's no, there's no excuse. Zero excuse. I will do whatever it takes to reduce the level of crime. Period. Including blow through cops. It's just that's it, it. It's that much of a commitment. We will find ways to do it. And if the cop out there wants to stay in the way, we will blow through that cop. It's it's that it it is uh, the the whole definition of a cop. Those people are they have a vocation. They feel called to protect the community. I mean, they're papa bears. They're out there just making sure that they, they they've got so much 
alpha in them, they got to go out there to do it. So it's my job to sort of control that alpha and make sure they do the alpha work of the city of Albuquerque. So reduce every crime, any category of crime. Force longer detainment of criminals. I'm going to get in trouble for this one. And have a bunch of liberal lawyers showing up. Oh, you're keeping him in jail too long. Ah, that's a, you can't detain him for, I can detain him as long as, uh, is, uh, allowable. We're going to detain that per, if, if we're allowed to detain that person 48 hours, I can tell you we are going to detain that person 47 hours, <laughs> 59 seconds, point 99 seconds. That's exactly how long we're going to use an atomic there clock to make sure chance, we, there is zero vulnerable. chance that that person will ever be released before that we will not have this uh, sort of turn stuff whatever i can maximize and do i will do any criminal for any activity for whatever reason will stay in there for the utmost okay um i know, know i talked about this last time no settlement agreements period oh, the that's, end. That's over a- over yep. sue us yep. sue us you want to settle no way i oh i'm sorry is that a nice offer here is that a threat no we're not going to settle with you um, we have no bail bondsmen. Jails are what? 75% empty at this point. We want to stop making our poor police officers. And I do mean poor. Okay. So I'm making our poor. I'll get more to the poor in a sec. Uh, police officers do their job over and over again on the same criminals every 48 hours. Do the crime, do at least as much time as we can possibly legally get away with against you. Okay. We're going to throw the book, the kitchen sink and whatever we have left. Right. At you. Like Tom Hanks when uh, that final scene where he's just throwing his guns empty, he's just <laughs> launching the gun. Well, whatever we got left, we're going to throw everything at you. Force longer detainment. Ooh, Eddie's going to lose some boats here. Force longer detainment of drivers with THC in their system. Why? Because it's a Schedule 1 drug. You guys want to go ahead and legalize it. We'll figure out a way. Now, ordinances are not very punitive. You can almost do nothing with an ordinance. Just like, hey, this is what we'd like, and uh, we're going to try to enforce it any way we can, right? But I think there's ways that we can work that. You have THC in your system. You detect that you're driving in one form or another, too slow, too fast, throwing a slow and low out there. We'll figure it out. That's got to be a commitment here because it's something – that we don't know may not seem very important to you, but it's part of what's really changing our culture. Okay. And until we really define that, I think that's more of a cultural thing that we have to understand. Number four, stage officer pay. I will remove chiefs overtime. You know how much money they spent in overtime? $20 million. I think we just found $50 million right there. (laughs) This chief's overtime is BS. It absolutely creates this competition between all of the officers out there. And every single one of these officers, not a, not a one of them should be honestly working more than 40 hours a week. They should be taking their car, cars home, living a balanced life. Yep, and, yep. you know, when we go, when we need to go ahead and call them in for whatever we need to call them in for, it'll be something that is based upon stages of where they are. Zero to four years, five to five to nine years, 10 to 14 years, 15 to 20 years, something that would actually incrementally and guarantee the amount of income without diminishing their quality of life. I think that is something that's really important. Plus, it lessens the competition between the officers, removes their alpha personalities with one another, keeps the alpha out there, and really reinforces their ability to go ahead and do their job out on the streets. Why not put it in those terms so they're not competing with 
each other uh, internally. We see so much preferential treatment amongst the officers. It's you know the only thing more political than politics is is the police officers. <laughs> There's 70 internal affairs officers there who are who are completely focused on who's doing what and how and uh, who's getting. I mean, this is what this whole spat is. Talking about another spat between Geyer, who's backing Gonzalez, and uh, Medina, who's backing Keller. I mean, aren't we tired of this stuff already? I am. Stage officer pay, remove overtime, $20 million paid out in overtime. We'll omit that and redirect that and make them happy. Okay, so you might think that I'm taking something away from these particular police officers, but I can guarantee you the police officers, based upon that stage pay, will be you know you're handing off all sorts of bonuses right now five thousand fifteen thousand dollars for signing on with the Albuquerque Police Department. There's no incentive. You got to focus on the culture. You know, the police officers will be willing to make if they know that they're making more than any other police officer in the state of New Mexico, and you're guaranteeing their income and they have the freedom to do what they want. You stop making them feel like criminals and filling out a bunch of things which we have to do anyway until the DOJ is gone. And that's something that's got to be a commitment uh, through and through. And you've got to direct, directly interface with that. You've got to directly interface with those people and talk with them. Understand, okay, what are, what did we do in the past? How are we going to solve this going forward? And you've got to work with these because we're, we're paying money through the nose for them to evaluate our own police officers. And right now, I think it just becomes this hot potato political football unnecessarily because some people say, well, if we would have only do better if we only had the DOJ. If the DOJ wasn't, stop talking about it. It's a now a fact of life. That's something that I will inherit. And you're going to have to interface with those guys every single day. They're going to tell you what they need, what they want, so you can comply. And we're going to get through it together. And we're not going to sit here and bitch and moan and complain about what we have to do. Unfortunately, this is, this is what we've inherited. There's way too much complaining about that kind of stuff. That's them's the rules, unfortunately. I'm going to hate it every bit as much there, but I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to sit there and listen to what we need to do so that we can be 100% compliant and everybody within that force is going to be compliant, but they're also going to be happy because we're going to make sure the Albuquerque Police Department is the best paid force in the entire state of New Mexico. No longer being able to compare, oh, they're eight, six, fourth. They don't have the incentives. They don't get to take care of them. There's too much politics. There's these guys moving against them. Like you got to just clear that kind of stuff out. There's not enough heads rolling within there. There's no consequence because there's not enough people that are in there. I have a way to take that down. Uh, I kind of already said it, but I'm not going to repeat that. So no settlement policy with attorneys and have city of Albuquerque protect its officers. Qualified immunity. The city of Albuquerque needs to take that excess money that it will save and the officers will buy into this to protect their asses. They're sticking their lives out on the line every single day. The city of Albuquerque, the least they can do is stick their necks out for every single officer that's out there that's acting on behalf of the city of Albuquerque. So we don't have to listen to Sean Willoughby all day talk about how he needs to raise money. That's not his job. He's an officer. He doesn't want to sit there and raise money and thinking about what his officers are going through or go through some sort of public humiliation. How many times has Keller or Manny Gonzalez or any of these guys ever stepped up to protect their officers in a public forum? Never. You don't hear it. Do you realize what that would do to strengthen the resolve of the police officers out on the street if they knew that their mayor was behind them and it wasn't playing politics? 
and realizes, hey, those guys are doing the work of the city of Albuquerque and we're going to continue to stand behind them, that would change things. The complexion of the entire city would change because we'd be like, yeah, we stand behind the blue. Right here, see this little flag right here? We stand behind the blue. <laughs> Without that, you have nothing. We are truly a thin, thin blue line. 369 officers on patrol. Increase the average salary of APD officers to number one in New Mexico. Have a think of us as a group. That's an, that, that's our that's our army out there, and I don't care if you don't like the word army. If that offends your little sensibilities out there, that's the city of Albuquerque's army. That's right. We want to make sure that they're taken care of, that we've, we're backing them, that they have clear direction, that no matter what they do, the onus is on the mayor. The buck stops with me. So that way, if we told them to make a decision, then it's not just on them, and they're not acting alone with their judgment, right? I still like uh, the blocking of the qualified immunity. I don't know how to do that, but that's that's an important thing. Take-home cars, obviously, always been a big deal for those guys. They talk about it all the time. How about making every effort to work around the non-cooperation of ICE detainers? Whatever we can do. Now, here we go. I can just see myself opening, exposing myself to some level of liability. Some way, uh, some reporter is going to be just knocking down my door. Oh, you, you're this and this and this. Make every effort to work around the non-cooperation of ICE detainers. Work with federal agencies behind the scenes. What? Is he really saying that? Is he, is he, is he going to be dirty? No, I'm just telling you ahead of time. Work I'm with work. Trump stormtroopers? <laughs> <laughs> work behind the scenes to feed them information and help them crack down on crime and car- cartel infestation. Those loopholes. You know, they can do whatever they want on their side. We're going to do everything that we possibly can do on our side. We're going to help them out. I'm just letting you know that this is what's coming, if I'm mayor. We, we, were, we were told by Sean Willoughby was last year that mm. a lot of the local law enforcement here uh, is very comfortable with a working relationship with the feds. They don't feel threatened, and they, they and we're happy to have them here. They're know? probably having beers, hanging yeah. out on the yeah. weekends. Oh, you did that? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave here. I'm going to go to the FBI or the yeah. N whatever or the this, that. Maybe some some. But, but what do those think? cops on the beat yeah. know know that uh, Martin Heinrich and Tim Keller don't know? I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I always go with the politicians over the guys who do the actual job, right? <sighs> uh, there we go. Get rid of Sanctuary City. You took the word right out of my mouth. Absolutely. I will uh, literally bulldoze, right? Just like Michelle Lujan Grisham bulldozes. Her. Here's what I think about Trump's wall. Here's what I think about your Sanctuary City. Where's that been? Right? Red flag law. Not a single APD officer will ever, not one time will ever even look at a red flag calling, period. They won't do it. Oh, that's a liability. That was really a dangerous person. Well, you have the right to arm yourself and protect yourself, and you were aware of it. You took, you had enough time to, to wait on the phone for 35 minutes and fill out a police report. You have enough time to go ahead and register yourself for a firearm. And if you're scared of that person who has a firearm, well, why don't you get yourself a firearm? And if you don't, then figure out other ways to go ahead and protect yourself because you couldn't have been that scared because you're just ratting out somebody. Okay? And I don't care about all, you want to start getting into the mental health stuff and the nuances of all these kind of things. I mean, it's a case-by-case basis, all right? I mean, we'll have a few people who are evaluating this stuff, and there'll be a, probably a whole litany of people who are willing to go ahead and turn into the local Gestapo to say that their next-door neighbor, ex-boyfriend, ex-husband, ex-wife, uh, their ex-father-in-law that they hate, somebody somewhere is going to turn someone in for a gun and you're going to put an officer in front of that to go confiscate a gun. No way, no how that is not going to happen. 
Not in the city of Albuquerque. Not in my city of Albuquerque. Am I going to put a police off? That would be the very last thing they ever even have to look at and for the very last reason. And finally, improve morale of the APD. That should be the first job of the mayor. Because without the Albuquerque Police Department, you have nothing. That very police department is what actually protects the mayor as well. Those guys need to be happy, period. Meet with them all the time, interface with them, talk with them, make them feel loved again. Every single person in the city of Albuquerque should be buying those people breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's just the way that it is. 550-5500. Very quickly, 30 seconds. Call here in the key that I got to run to uh, weather and traffic. Go ahead. Oh, man, Eddie. Okay, I'll make it quick. Real real quick. Um, you were talking about unions. Um, I wanted to uh, ask you, and maybe you can uh, comment at some point in your show. Um, I think that government unions and private unions uh, have to be separated. You can't you can't lump them together because yeah, I didn't. Oh. Yeah, I was talking about public oh. unions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I hear I'm you. I, I come from a. Um, my father was a local iron workers union no, four nine five back I'm in the days. So you know all of that. I'm a stuff. retired teamster. I'm a retired teamster. Yeah. It changed my life. Hey, do you know how and Trump won the election back in 2016? Tell me. It was the Teamsters. It was the unions. It was Wisconsin. It was yeah. Ohio. It was Michigan. It was the unions yeah. who got behind uh, Donald Trump, but it wasn't in public employees' and unions. Traditionally, the, the, the Teamsters followed the Democrats. Traditionally, traditionally until uh, mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton became a full-blown globalist. And uh, what, did yeah. you, what did you also learn about Donald Trump? Him and Bernie Sanders parked their cars in the same garage. They were not... Uh, open free traders. They were American first uh, guys. Uh, this is not music to my friend uh, D. Dowd Muska's ears, but nonetheless, yeah. uh, that's how he won because, yeah. you know, people love that whole thing made in the USA. They love a little patriotism. They love that. And regardless of your economic argument on that, it makes a lot of sense because when you're losing Absolutely. jobs, shipping, and you can think about those. Remember carrier air conditions went to Mexico or the other stuff. I mean, these were lessons and he could he could leverage that stuff. I've got to run. we got to hit the, the top of the hour okay, news. I appreciate it. Uh, I got I five seconds, is, four seconds. If you, if, if you don't win, Three, that's two. stupid. That's going to be stupid if you don't <laughs> right. win. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. It's full speed ahead for the sweeping infrastructure bill in the Senate. So says Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Senators are continuing efforts to plow through numerous amendments to the bipartisan $1.2 trillion infrastructure upgrade. Some Republicans cheering the bill as well, including Republican Senate Minority Leader from Kentucky, Mitch McConnell. This is an extremely important bipartisan bill. This is an excellent chance. It will be a bipartisan success story for the country. Senate Democrats also working on a $3.5 trillion spending plan. Gas prices keep moving toward $3.20 a gallon. Today's AAA survey showing the national average for regular gasoline is $3.18.8 a gallon. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Alaroot for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. 
they sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero complaints. Last year, gold saw gains of 25%. Silver nearly doubled gold's performance. Now Democrats are in charge. Green New Deal, open borders, free health care for illegals, bailout broke cities and states. The debt is about to go through the stratosphere. The time to buy is now. The owners of ASI, Michael and Rich Checkin, have been my close personal friends for 16 years. ASI is the company I trust when it comes to buying and selling precious metals. Call now to receive a free consultation and a free one-ounce Silver Eagle with every qualified purchase when you mention the Wayne Allen Root Show. Call 800-831-0007. That's 800-831-0007. 0007 or visit assetstrategies.com. The CDC is putting out a new eviction moratorium as the Delta variant of coronavirus spreads across the country. The order applies to counties experiencing high levels of community transmission and expires October 3rd. The moratorium does have some rental property owners in a bind. Osho Berman owns a property in Seattle, Washington that he had to sell because he could not make payments on the property. He says it's only going to get worse. Our politicians talk about how they want more affordable housing, but what's really happening is they're creating all these ordinances that create an impossible balance of power between landlords and tenants, where we can't maintain a safe environment for all of our good tenants because of just a couple bad ones. The eviction moratorium was originally... There's a new service that will help out folks in trouble. Citizen, an app that notifies users about crimes and emergencies in their areas, rolling out a new service that will call 911 for those who need help. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Friends, Mike Lindell's My Pillow, My Slippers make my feet bill feel better than they have in about 20 years. My Pillow proprietary foam, memory foam, patented impact gel, indoor outdoor soles, you won't want to take them off, or Mike Lindell will give you your money back. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175 and save 40% using my promo code USA. There are currently over 90 active large wildfires burning across the country, including one in Northern California. California's largest wildfire exploded again after burning for nearly three weeks in remote mountains and officials warned Tuesday that hot, dry weather would increase the risk of new fires across much of the state. Firefighters saved homes Monday in the small northern California community of Greenville near the Plumas National Forest as strong winds stoked the Dixie Fire, which grew to over 395 square miles across Plumas and Butte counties. The Dixie Fire has covered so much ground in Butte and Plumas counties that crews have split up into two teams, one covering the fire west of Highway 70 and the other covering the east portion, which joined with the nearby Fly Fire last night. You can see the flames are burning along the hillside here, and we're right near Highway 70 in Plumas County. Lizanne Tree, KCRA 3 News. Evacuations were ordered for the community of about 1,000 people, as well as for the east shore of nearby Lake Almanor, a popular resort area. From the USA Radio News, West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. A majority of New Yorkers want Governor Andrew Cuomo to resign. That's according to the results of a Marist survey, which shows 59% of New Yorkers feel that way. Meantime, the poll results also say 32% think the governor should serve out the rest of his term. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. I'm from the only tree in the world that fungus doesn't grow. 
All right, time to put things together, and we're going to start with the weather. Hi, everybody. It's time for the second hour of The Rock of Talk. I'm Rudy Grande, noticing the clouds are building, so maybe some rain going to happen towards the mountains today. Right now, 91 degrees, The Rock of Talk. All right, we can get rid of the accident on I-25 northbound right there at Avenida Cesar Chavez. The drive yet to recover, though, it's it's hurting still pretty much all the way back to the Sunport. If your drive takes you in the South Valley, Real Bravo, not too much fun right now. Coming up I-25 all the way over to 2nd Street and still dealing that one big accident, I-25 southbound at Montano. Oh, they try and get that over to the right shoulder. It's really wrong to drive all the way back to Paseo. All right, well, we are at Taco Tote on Central across from the historic Highland Theater. Lots of fun people have come by already, and i got to tell you, this is a great place for uh, some really super food. Uh, the taco pack is one thing you're just going to enjoy, and they've got a family of five meal deal. You can take a look at that right now by going to tacos.theplaceilike.com. All right, we're up to date. Let's get started with our number two of the Rock Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1500 KIVA, BQ.FM, Rock of Talk. Dot com here for your beautiful Wednesday hump day afternoon. Uh, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting us on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and a couple of other places. If you're low tech, Kiva.am, you can download our app for Apple and Android. We are in AM 1490 KRSN, Santa Fe, as well as 107.1 in Los Alamos uh, up there. Oh, God, this pains me to say this. I, I hate, you know how much I hate Facebook, uh, D-Dad Muska, also off the social media platforms. Yep. Are there any social media platforms that you're on board with? Uh, I, have, yet? I have yet to ditch LinkedIn, but I'm I'm leaning toward it, and I ditched to Facebook and Twitter months and months and months ago. So our supporters have created a Facebook page. Oh, incidentally, um, and, and I didn't create it. They, they wanted to do it. They said I had to be on social media. I said, okay, that's fine. Got to hang out with the kids out there. Um, it is Eddie, the number four, ABQ on Facebook. Oh, okay. okay, so okay. there it is. Uh, bombs away. Uh, we've got a whole uh, army of, uh, you know, ragtag people out there, so to speak. The pirates. The rebels. The rebels. <laughs> yeah, the, we can call ourselves the rebels. So I used to like it when they used to post that, the rebels, when, you know, the Trump supporters, you know, the, May the fourth be with you. And then it was like, you had all that stuff. But um, you can go to Eddie4ABQ, Eddie, the number four ABQ on Facebook. Eddie, the number four ABQ. Hopefully I got that right, guys. They just text uh, text that in. I'm not, am I on Telegram and Gab? I don't know what Telegram and Gab is. I've heard of Gab, but I haven't heard of Telegram. Yeah, there's all these new things. All the kids, all the kids. Facebook and Twitter are both Eddie for ABQ. So there you go. Okay, so if you want to get me on the, the ballot, ladies and gentlemen, good first hour. We slowed at the end because I'm not giving it out enough. You want to save ABQ? All you have to do is go to www.saveabq.com. That's saveabq.com, saveabq.com, saveabq.com. We did pretty good. We got uh, 31 signatures during that first hour putting us uh, at a, a very cool 1563. Wouldn't it be awesome? Six days left starting tomorrow to get uh, 1,600 signatures with six days left uh, going the last six days. I mean, that's uh, kind of amazing. I repeated myself there just in a different way, but there you go. And then, of course, we're looking for volunteers that would have to uh, 
Average 250 signatures all the way to the very end. So I hope that uh, you all can help with uh, with that and jump on board with us. So uh, saveabq.com, the number one, <clears throat> excuse me, abq.com. And I did talk about uh, the mayor's race from the perspective of a couple of different policy standpoints. Um, I'll read uh, some text, and then the hour of power belongs to D-Dowd Muska here in this uh, <laughs> 5 o'clock hour here. Uh, Eddie, I've messaged everyone on my phone and Facebook to get those signatures. Keep up the fight against the terror known as Tim Keller. I like that. <clears throat> I like Killer Keller. I certainly have seen that. Doing nothing. We'll help you that. Eddie Aragon for ABQ. Nice nice logo there. Good job. SaveABQ.com. There it is. I appreciate that, Michael. Uh, Martin or Martin. There's a group of morons on the Jefferson Bridge holding U.S. flags and signs saying to pass the For the People Act. Oh, I don't know what that is. What is that? Is that HR one the voting, uh, the vote, the federalization oh, no. of all voting? Oh no, 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 really? <laughs> oh wow, the Atlanta bill. Oh my gosh, George, Georgia. I spoke to someone yesterday and asked if they were aware that we had a Republican looking to get on the ballot for the upcoming mayoral race. There we go. They said no. I asked who they planned on voting for. They said they were just going to vote for Manny, even though he's a Democrat. You were doing everything to get the word on that you are trying to get on the ballot. We, as your supporters, need to do more, please. I'm not getting down on you. We either make it or we don't. We started 15 days before, half a month. Can you imagine if we get on? Do you realize how much faster I'm gathering signatures than either Tim Keller or Manny Gonzalez is at this time? Rapido, like four times, five times faster. They had two months. They barely made it. That's true. There I am. I mean, we're already through. We're blowing through 1600 in the middle of the show. You're doing everything to get the word out that you're trying to get on the ballot. We, as your supporters, need to do more. When someone says that they are going to vote just Democrat, <clears throat> we need to let them know there's a potential option. Pulling for you, brother. I'm pulling for you. I'm pulling for Albuquerque. SaveABQ.com. That's all you have to do. Go to SaveABQ.com. Uh, do you have a, pl- <clears throat> a plan for the homeless problem? Absolutely. We'll talk about that uh, tomorrow, actually. And I do remember letting the nonprofits do their job over and over again, not getting in their way, not competing with their business lines, not preventing them. I mean, there was this famous spat as soon as Tim Keller came into office. It was Jeremy Reynolds and Joy Junction versus uh, Tim Keller. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Tim couldn't wait to build homes at uh, $950 a square foot. Right. I mean, just he, he, he thought he was going to be Mr. Contractor over there. And I can't believe it. One of his best friends, Brian McCarthy, uh, Abrazo Homes, had a whole CNN top 25 entrepreneurs across the country, and they were uh, cutting up those, uh, what do you call it, those uh, shipping containers from China oh, come sure, across on the sure, rails, sure, and they were sure. cutting those and turning those into something. And then, then he goes off and he starts to build these, he probably lead certified homes all of a sudden. So you went from solving the homeless problem to uh, figuring out a way to spend 20 times as much on a home. I think uh, Brian McCarthy from Abrazo Homes, I think, built those things at like, 30 bucks a square foot or something like that. Something insane. So, good guy. Good family. Dow looks better with short hair. FYI, Dow. I don't know if. Uh, Thanks, mom. Uh, it's not your mom. <laughs> okay. It's uh, the local. If he just puts some product in and fluffs up the top of his head, he'll <laughs> rival Jesse Waters. Oh, my, my God. You got the look. <laughs> all right. Are you doing beach body too and all, all that right. stuff? You yeah. lost the hair and do it. In, in college, the girls like to do the, uh, the henna. Which would it would make my hair red, so oh. I look like a real Irishman. Oh. But it would last, you know, a couple of weeks, and then it would eventually kind of water. <clears throat> Eddie, I don't think I can help you. What is going on in my life and the business at the moment? Very sorry. That's no problem. I appreciate that. Love people who are forthright, especially when they're publicly elected officials. And you got to vote for your ballot today. Keep it up. The Burnley Republicans. 
Let's support Eddie Aragon for mayor. I will not get the support of the Republicans and the Republican Party, but I'm okay with that because, hey, <laughs> no problem. We've got a lot of people who are jumping on board, and I love that. PM sent out an employee mandatory vax notice. Oh. We'll jump on that. We'll bring that to, to you tomorrow. Yeah, the very latest. Uh, uh, Eddie for ABQ. And then uh, let's not forget uh, saveabq.com, the number one abq.com. Uh, not that anyone cares about Barry Otero. Uh, Barry Obama is arrow is oh my god I can't say that he's sixty years old today we won't be singing happy birthday I saw on the news OAN Pakistan is having to build a border to keep out the Afghanistan migrants hundreds of thousands of them are running into Pakistan one eighty by the way on Roku if you're looking for OAN I guess the walls really do work they should say build a wall on the border I say here here let's definitely do that what needs to stop. Are para-retired people jumping into an APS ERB retirement? Just wrong. That's all Chinese to me, but I can guarantee you within the first 30 seconds of uh, me being mayor, I'll know that front and center. Can you imagine that people are just going to be flooding me with all sorts of things that they want to talk about? I'll have to sit there like Santa Claus for two weeks and, you know. <laughs> I'm actually literally working people. on that issue right now really? for a piece on Friday regarding how can we get, assuming she's convicted, indicted, yep. convicted, how can we get uh, Cheryl Williams Stapleton's dual pensions mm. uh, forfeited? And uh, I'm talking to lawyers and, and para and ERB, and Good job, those offices Alex. are not really very great about getting back to me, but I, I continue to press them. Don't forget, she is a, we'll talk about this later, she is a, an APS employee, so that means she gets a public sector pension. She's also a legislator going back, what, a couple decades now, which means she gets a legislator pension. So um, we're going to see if we can uh, get those pulled from her if she is in fact convicted. The difference between uh, her and Stansbury is almost zero. Now remember, Stansbury is an employee of the University of New Mexico. She acted as a legislator. Mm -hmm. uh, she was working for several quote-unquote nonprofits, including Ghislaine Maxwell's <laughs> uh, nonprofits. Yes. And uh, you know, we've got some really interesting... Uh, she's brought uh, some bacon home from uh, Washington, D.C., and she immediately uh, worked on her weakness as far as getting reelected for 2022. And she gave $5 million to Tor Torrance County. Jack Torrance. Everything I, every time I Mr. Torrance. Mr. Torrance. Do you know that your, your son is attempting to bring an outside party into this situation? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I corrected. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm supposed to be a para rule. It's supposed to be a para rule, Eddie. Police and fire earned the emergency 20-year, now 25-year plan. You had to be in the field or spending a certain amount of time in so-called harm's way. I can't find the para rule. Perhaps the Dow 3000 can find it, no doubt. He's probably already found it. The many office jobs for cops and fire staff. AFR has added at least four executive chief positions in the last eight years. Yep. Too many, uh, what is it, uh, too many chefs in the kitchen? Is that what it is? Too many chiefs in the TP? Good pay for all those chefs. Too many left. chiefs in the TP? Is that, is that somehow Ooh. racist these days? Michael will let us know our caller. Someone, somebody will let us know. Uh, this is from, uh, oh, Manny Gonzalez. DOT reported this week that there are fewer than 400 patrol off. Look at Manny stepping it up. Wow. Wow, look at you. There it is, stepping it up. They're going to stick him on a stool too? I hope not. I like my politicians feet firmly planted on the ground. You know what I'm saying? I like politicians deep underground, six feet underground. Whoa. Lord Forquat, right? <laughs> yes. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the APOA leader says he hasn't seen numbers this low since the 1980s. Oh, is he telegraphing a little uh, uh, cooperative uh, a work environment with uh, de de Detective Sean Willoughby? Mm -hmm. Mayor Keller promised to put 1,200 police officers on the streets to tackle the crime. 
Uh, I guess we should focus on BCSO too, all right? We don't need to. Mayor Keller has politicized and demoralized the police department, even voicing support for the defund the police movement. It's no surprise police officers leaving his department in droves. His own police, it's almost as if he's wishing for this. Couldn't you sort of recruit people away? Is there a transition between the number of Albuquerque Police Department officers that are going to be CSO? Do you want to see the police officers weakened, even though you're your brother and you're offering to help them, et cetera, for your own political purposes and gain? I mean, that that isn't something that's good. I mean, I have no dog in the hunt because I'm not paid by the you know, city government, but a little wishful thinking going on, perhaps. We never wish ill on anything because we're all here as a community, but I do not like that at all. Uh, Eddie, just looking at Mr. Manny's Gonzalez. website. Yeah, uh, not good. Uh, most recent press release issued by Manny's campaign on his website. Probably today. Uh, April 19th, 2021. Mm, so yeah. how many months? Four? Coming up on four Hard months? Hard at it. Well, Jay's a busy guy. Nothing new in four months. When you're not getting paid, when the public uh, funding is not... When, <laughs> right. when, it, when the money That's isn't right. flowing, when you're not making a damn rain, thing for you, unless <laughs> those checks clear. When you're not uh, dropping the Dom Chandon into the, uh, into the, you know, into the club, right? I mean, you're you're still you're still negotiating with. You're literally begging for public money. We've raised no money. We've got to wait for the public money. I got a real simple rule for my clients: no ticky, no washy. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that part. Uh, you know the. <laughs> that's such a great scene. It's like texting behind him while he's sitting there right in front of him. Um, I got to say that that. That brings a lot of things, I think, to the forefront. When you start thinking about someone who's ostensibly, by the fact that supporters or he stated he is, or he met Trump once and that became is suddenly a quote-unquote conservative, right? or because you're Catholic or whatever, but you're sitting there as a conservative, just sitting there waiting for the public money to wash in. And you, and you will take it to the ends of the earth and say, you know what, uh, we're going to go ahead and fight this all the way. State Supreme Court, I don't care if it's 30 days. I don't care if it's the last week. We need that money coming from the public. Like you're, you could be spending all this time, energy, these attorneys that could be doing all this instead of waiting for the measured finance committees to go ahead and raise that money mm-hmm. on your own, right? I'm not taking a single dollar until I know that I'm a candidate. What do I need to use it for? I just need to sit here, gather signatures, tell people that I'm running, and let's see a change and get a Republican on the ballot. And that seems to be doing the trick right now. And I'll tell you why. It's because Manny's not a conservative, nor is he a Republican. And Republicans want to see Republicans on a ballot. They like to vote for their party. Now, party first, why? People first, of course. But party first, why? Because you want to see all sides of the argument represented. I mean, it's just dishonest. And there's a lot of people, I think, sort of on both sides, both people that are backing from within the Republican Party are, I think, betraying their party. Well, I'm going to pay my dues and all this. I'm going to vote for a Democrat. You're representing your ward, your precinct. I'm going to vote for a Democrat. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I sat here in the office talking to me. I said, why don't you, I could help you. Then I said, he never got a phone call. Then I said, "Uh, well, why don't you uh, register as a Republican? No answer. No retort, no anything. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, I'm, it's not like I'm not a nobody. Or it's not like I am a nobody. Like, you should probably talk to me about what you want to do so we can talk about how to potentially get you elected. No interest, no whatever. Uh, I've got your number. And 
uh, well, have my people talk to your people. Your people don't talk. Apparently, April 19th is the last time that you released anything. They're not talking. The problem. The huge problem. All right, uh, more stuff coming in. Leave it there. Last stuff, you text here. I've got to run to doubt stuff. The goal of the Democrats is to purge police departments of officers who know right from wrong and replace them with those who only see from left from right. Yes, it's very political. Jim, good job. That's exactly right. Eddie, the mayor. Eddie for mayor, then governor. My gosh, I don't have enough hours in the day. Dowd's already upset that I'm actually thinking about this in the first place, by the way. He loves me next to him. I'm next to him as much as we'll never, you know, uh, you know, exchange any level of affection with each other. Well, you're still going to you're still going to do the show when you're mayor, right? I am actually. <laughs> you said, uh, well, yeah. I mean, if, uh, you know, if Manny Gonzalez is still going to be sheriff of BCSO, would do his job. Good for the goose, good for the gander. I own this anyway. Lee, Lee, let's do this, Eddie. How may I help further? Already signed petition for you. Tell everybody to go to saveabq.com. That's saveabq.com or oneabq.com. Eddie, available for pre-order on Amazon. OJ's Knife from John Gibson. Oh, my gosh. John Gibson texted me. OJ's Knife. You know John Gibson, the great talk show host? Yeah. Formerly on Fox News. I hosted his show nationally. He's thinking of moving to New Mexico. I just uh, sent him OMG. I hosted his national talk show Three times. Wow. Yeah, and I actually helped him out of his exit out of Fox News and got him on with Genesis Communication. Um, that's cool. OJ's Night by John Gibson. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna tell him to call in. Did did he find OJ's knife? Or? Uh I don't know. I don't it's know. Out there it's, somewhere, it's a book. Right? It's a book. I gotta <laughs> um he's he's a hell of a conservative. Let's see, five oh five. He is a great guy. He's uh lives in the middle of Texas. He's invited me to his ranch several times. Every time I've talked to him, he's always uh, putting putting down a nice bourbon that I've never heard of. That he's uh, bound to send me a bottle at Christmas time for hosting your show. Eddie can't sign the petition as I don't live in Albuquerque. We'll support you any other way. Yeah, tell everybody to go to savebq.com. Uh, Eddie, sworn officers or personnel that work for PD have twenty to twenty five year retirement. Civilian employees are twenty five year or more. I thought the uh, the retirement was indeterminable, meaning that it was for the rest of their life. Is it not? Am oh, I wrong on that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's lifetime. It's, unless yeah, it's a lifetime. There's some very little narrow exceptions. I'm trying to figure out where they can try to take it away if you were convicted, but uh, it's never been. Literally got an email from a lawyer today saying that she's unaware of any government employee who's ever had their pe- pension forfeited. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can be a sexual, a child abuser. You can be a fraudster yeah. and you still get your pension. It's yeah, unbelievable, yeah. Eddie. I mean, really. Uh, too many squirrels, uh, not enough nuts. I love that <laughs> from an advertiser. And you talked to several Albuquerque residents today who are signing your petition. Can the mega churches ask their member to sign? They won't. Although I am going to be on Calvary with Big Red at 1.30 p.m. Uh, Monday afternoon. Wow. You know Big Red, Jim Williams? Oh. Played for the Lobos. Oh. Lobos, okay. Lobos. Yeah, amazing. So I'm going to be on, 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 I think, K-Light. Randy Rich used to own that station. They just recently signed that, uh, I think sold one of their stations. Great station. Uh, Rudy, I think. Uh, uh, Rudy, Jim is your friend, is he not? I love Jim Williams. He's a great guy. Yeah, okay. Big Red, right? Yeah. When did he play? A lot of people come. Was he before he Mike played. Winters? Uh, yeah, I think so, yes. Okay, very good. Let's check on weather and traffic since you're there very quickly. All right, let's put things together starting with the weather. It looks like that storm that I didn't know was going to happen will. It's starting to rain a little bit towards the mountains, and that's going to probably be moving on a southwest track, so get ready for that. 
Right now, it is 81 degrees in Santa Fe, 91 in Rio Rancho, and 92 at the Rock of Talk. All right, uh, just cleared the accident, I-25 southbound, uh, right there at Montano, but, boy, it's still very heavy all the way back now from San Antonio. If you had your druthers, uh, uh, will, will you use Paseo del Norte west across River or Alameda? I'd go with Paseo, even though it is slow from the I-25 to 2nd Street. Alameda is in really rough shape, 2nd Street all the way into Corrales. And, again, still struggling, I-40. This is going to be westbound, uh, basically from Carlisle, crossing the I-25 over to Rio Grande Boulevard. But at least today, no accidents or stalls. Hey, listen, we're at Taco Tote. A lot of folks have come in. And i got to tell you, this is a place where you're going to really enjoy the fresh-made tortillas that uh, they use for their tacos, huge tacos. That's what Taco Tote means. Come by. In fact, if you'd like to see what's on the menu, go to tacos.theplaceilike.com. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Come down here. You got down there. So what you want? I want bourbon. I want a scotch. one beer. All right, maybe I'll get lucky. 546 here in the Kiva. I'll put on a little thoroughgood. Hopefully that, uh, is that John Gibson hopefully on there or a local caller? Who's on the line? No, you're dead, Gibson. Is it John Gibson? The John Gibson? Host of Ashley there you are. What are you doing? I, I played that for you because I remember we were having a good conversation one night before I got to host your show and uh, you were drinking a nice bourbon. I got to say, thank you for reaching out. And uh, even more than that, thanks for letting me host your show. How are you? What are you doing these days? I'm retired from television and radio and I'm uh, I'm uh, writing books. Uh, I sent you a picture of my new book that's going to be out in September. It's a novel it's called OJ's Knife. Uh, it's about the fact that uh, he probably dumped that knife at the airport and it went to a landfill and was never found. Yeah. And this this story picks up with two guys who find it. Oh wow! And and they uh, they're they're big OJ fans. So they find the backpack that it's in, the little backpack, and they they they're determined to return the backpack to OJ. And the next day. OJ's arrested, and then they figure out, uh-oh, we have the murder weapon. So it's an interesting little tale, and it's out in September, OJ's Knife by John Gibson. It's available for pre-order right now on Amazon. There we go. I'll buy it so tonight. I've got my Kindle right next to me, John. How have you been? Yeah. How's uh, how's uh, Texas, as we say, out here in uh, Old Nuevo Mexico? But how's Texas going? Texas is fine. Uh, we are selling the the ranch. The big ranch out and, there. Are you gonna Are you gonna buy uh, Imus's old ranch in Ribeiro? No, uh, I'm not gonna do that. I'm 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 going from what I think is a big ranch to what will be a small ranch. Okay. And any, I'm coming. Any places you know, you're locating? Week, well, I'm looking around New Mexico next week, actually. Yeah. Thank you, you know. very. much. There's uh, some good places. I know a place, and I'll probably meet you up there. But Angel Fire, New Mexico, after my qualification here for mayor, I'm running for the city of Albuquerque mayor, believe it or not. Trying to, oh, cl- trying to clean up this place over here in Albuquerque. But uh, maybe we can meet up in uh, Angel Fire. Lots of uh, West Texas hanging out over there. Uh, unbelievable uh, scenic views and the most uh, enchanted part of the land of enchantment. Uh, in fact, uh, Wheeler Peak right there at uh, – Nearly 14,000 feet. I took Dowd up there. He's yeah. my Dowd 3,000. Right a lot of elk up there. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely beautiful, John. And there's lots. Uh, you'll probably have to wait a little while, but 
uh, to build maybe six months to a year, but we can help you out. Well, uh, wh- why do you have to wait to build? Uh, contractors are tied up. Materials take some time to actually uh, funnel in. Uh, the people are good. The golf is great. Uh, there's some uh, uh, good uh, breweries, uh, some decent places. If you're a member of a club up there, uh, annual dues for a platinum membership run pretty close to 3000 a year. But um, the contractors, you know, they work, they're eight to five and uh, they're commanding premium prices right now because uh, literally half of tech of West Texas has moved to Angel Fire, New Mexico. It's, it's gorgeous. Uh, well, I, you know, I, it would, it's, it's inviting because you are there. I, wow. I'm not sure I want to come on. I've, I've got to yeah. I've got to keep you out of Santa Fe and uh, other environs. I'll keep you safe. We'll keep you back between Red River, Cimarron. Uh, you can uh, sort of dabble in Taos every now and then, but uh, you want to stay right there in Angel Fire and uh, Eagle it, Nest up there too. Eagle's Nest is great. Yeah. A, a Fourth of July parade like you've never seen, John. What about the winters, Eddie? Uh, you'll you'll uh, suffer through those uh, pretty well because. You know, there's a grocery store down the street, locally owned, actually West Texas man who I played golf with owns at all the Lowe's in West Texas and New Mexico. He owns them. And, uh, you know, you'll run back and forth. They have beautiful fires, great uh, uh, ski and uh, not too cold, not like the bitter cold that you'll get in uh, Gunnison, Colorado, Durango, Colorado, even parts of Utah. It's a little bit warmer, even though it's at elevation, it's uh, 9,500 feet. You'll be fine. Um, you know, you get to get yourself a good rugged place built uh, a couple few thousand square feet, the fireplace. And you'll get to watch the snowfall for a good four months. The winters are kind of short and you get some uh, some good rain. So I'm so I should be, be working for the uh, Mark Ronchetti's wife, uh, at, you know, the Angel Fire Chamber of Commerce with them uh, uh, swinging on. John. Well, you know, we 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 come with horses, so oh, wow. we need to. We need to find a place with a few acres and uh, a small barn. How many horses? Three. Oh, there's a barn at both sides of town in Angel Fire. You can keep them there and you can truck them up the road uh, out of the uh, harm's way, so to speak, uh, with the weather. Uh, probably about uh, 35, 40 miles uh, and uh, a drop in elevation about 25, 3,000 uh, feet near Española, New Mexico. Good farms there that will house and horses stables uh, during that time. Eddie, I'd just like to put a word in sure. for the little village of Corrales. Yes, nice place. Uh, they, everyone there has horses, and the idea that a the author of the book, Hating America, the New World Sport, <laughs> would move to the Silver Hair, Ponytail, Tibetan prayer, prayer Flag community of Corrales, I would love to observe that. You guys can go, yeah. for, you guys can go for walks together. What type of dog is that yeah. in the background there, John Gibson? Uh, oh, I have uh, two uh, genuine Purebred mud. Oh, so there we go. Uh, yeah, was was so you you think they might not welcome the the author of the war on Christmas? <laughs> no, 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 it would not be fans. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a little left to center, like way left to center, but it, it is certainly there, and I think you would enjoy it. You'd love it, and uh, you and I can uh, m- might be able to get together for a nice steak dinner once a month at least, and you can hang it at the the radio station here. So there's lots of local yeah. local. Uh, Radio talents uh, who are national, you know, a lot of the Art Bell crowd, you might remember back in the day, not necessarily your Fox News crowd. And, and by the way, we should tell everybody who John Gibson is. I'm not, who could tell it better than him? John, tell us about your prolific uh, career in broadcasting. It, 
certainly is long and and in no way uh, should be understated. Uh, tell people about what you've done over the years in radio and television broadcasting. Well, okay. So first of all, I should preface this with everything I'm about to tell you is in the past tense. I don't do it anymore, and I disavow the whole thing. Wow. I, I, I just, I just I'm not I'm not doing that stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I spent uh, 18 years in local news in Northern California uh, before I went to work for NBC. And while at NBC, I, I did 18 months of the OJ trial, and that earned me a, a spot on a little uh, nothing burger network in on the East Coast, which turned into MSNBC. And I was uh, one of the anchors who went on the air day one of MSNBC. Uh, I worked there for a few years, and then uh, for the second time, NBC fired me, and I went to uh, Fox. And I was at Fox on the air at TV for, I don't know, eight years, ten years. Did Roger Ailes himself hire you, and uh, were you hired with Sean Hannity or after Sean Hannity? After... Uh, but yes, Roger hired me. Roger, uh, I'm a, uh, I don't care what people see on television or read, but I'm a, uh, a big fan of Roger Ailes. I, wow. I shall not be ill of him. That's I love beautiful. the guy. Thank you for saying that. And, um, now he was fantastic. I've worked for, I, I could, I consider myself lucky in that I worked for two geniuses in their field. Uh, one of them was, Ahmed Erdogan, the founder of oh, Atlantic yeah. Records, yep, and, and the other was Roger Ailes, and um, so I worked for Fox for a while, and I did radio for a while, and uh, then I, you know, I got old, and uh, you know, I recommend no one get old because whatever you're doing, they they tell you, okay, you're done, <laughs> and um, so uh, I just had my 75th birthday, and I. I don't do radio. I don't do TV except like call into your show and try to promote my book. Good. Um, and I sit around and write mystery novels now. How about them apples? I think it's great. And I love this. Uh, the book uh, itself, one more time, is OJ's Knife, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Dow, since you have the probably bibliography right in front of you, uh, <laughs> let's rifle off some of the other uh, hits uh, of uh, one John Gibson uh, during his uh, writing career. Well, the three that stand out, uh, How the Left Swift Boated America, the liberal media conspiracy to make <laughs> you think George John, Bush John was, was the worst president in history. Uh, number two, of course, the more forementioned War on Christmas. And then finally, the one I think uh, I'm most interested in is Hating America, the new world sport. That was 2004. Do you think things have gotten better since 2004 wow. or, or worse? Oh. Well, I mean, they, I was going to pitch a, a follow-up to Hating America because that was all about how we were the run-up to the Iraq War. All the world was pissed off at us. Oh, excuse me. No, you're good. And, you're good. Uh, Don't worry. Uh, okay. And now I find that I was going to pitch a book that Hating America, this time it's us. And I was going yeah. to talk about what... Nailed it. But I... You know what, Eddie? I just decided I, I just don't want to write that stuff anymore. I have yeah. opinions about it, but I don't. I just, you know, it's too much effort, you know. And yeah. and and there's and you know what? There's too much anger. I just I just don't want to be that angry anymore. Yeah, I don't think ever one time I've ever listened to you that you you were angry. I had the good fortune of going up to to Fox News and. You know, you were on a lot. We carried you on this network for a good couple of years, and 
you know, Fox continues their merry-go-round of what do we want to be when we grow up based upon, you know, the kids and jumping into daddy's boots all the time. But I got to say, I really enjoyed your show. I thoroughly enjoyed your commentary and you're always lighthearted and humorous. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I don't know that anybody actually listening right now knows who these guys are, but uh, some of my very favorites uh, were Neil Bortz. You might remember Neil Bortz. Does anybody? Oh, no, talk? Yeah. yeah, Neil's yeah. A, Neil's a great guy. And he always took a step back from the commentary and was never uh, overly angry. And now, you know, we've got two guys at night and, you know, between Ben Shapiro and Mark Levin, I don't know who's angry about what's happening. And and sometimes it's, I got to say, it is hard, hard to listen to. Uh, the anger is too much. Yeah. But, you know, Clay and Buck, uh, we are carrying them, the replacements for Rush. And, you know, I like the, the angles that they're coming with. And I certainly hope we do know one thing, you and I. Uh, John, is that radio will continue to live on and talk radio uh, will continue to be the medium. I think that will change America like it did in 2016, uh, like it did during the 80s uh, back in the day. And like, uh, and I'm going to let you comment on here uh, because we lost a great one, the great Rush Limbaugh. And uh, you no doubt have had uh, it interfaced uh, with the show in one way or another. But uh, your thoughts on the tragic loss uh, in an untimely way or maybe very timely given uh, Donald Trump coming out of the White House, uh, what, 25 days, 20 days before, and then we, we lose Rush Limbaugh on uh, February 17th of this year. Your thoughts? You know, um, when I worked in for KCRA in Sacramento, a television station in Sacramento, I was in San Francisco Bureau, and those were the years that Rush was at uh, KFBK in Sacramento getting getting this talk thing that he invented going. And one, unbeknownst to me, he used to watch me on the nightly news. So when he had his 20th anniversary party down in Palm Beach, he invited me. Wow. And I went. And I, you know, I, uh, I had met him once or twice. I had cordial relationship with him. I didn't know him really well. Of course, I knew him through the show. Um, and you know, there's no question that I mean, there's two guys, two figures invented major components of our media sphere. Uh, one of them's Rush Limbaugh, who invented what we now know as talk radio, and and the other was, believe it or not, Bill O'Reilly, who invented the idea that in prime time television you could have a political talk show that was a big success, and everybody else has built on those two guys. And, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, that needs to be acknowledged. I don't know that we need to erect statues, but the fact of the matter is that Tucker Carlson, all those characters on Fox who are doing so well in prime time with essentially political talk, owe a vote of thanks to Bill and Roger Ailes. And everybody on radio owes, uh, you know, a, a a big uh, load of gratitude to Rush Limbaugh for creating a format that has been, you know, propagated through talk radio uh, and is a, a very powerful force. So, yeah, I, I mean, we those of you who are still in that field, and I don't count myself among them, uh, yeah, you, you owe a lot to Rush and those people on TV owe a lot to Bill. Wow, you're such a gracious guy. Uh, several people have texted in that uh, your show was their favorite on our air. And uh, here you are complimenting all the other 
uh, uh, sort of um, purveyors uh, of the medium. And, John, I can't wait for you to get here to town. We'll take you out for a steak dinner, provided we're not masked and not vaxxed to get into our favorite steak place. <laughs> so we're only uh, trending. But uh, we'll have a good time. And uh, and your wife's name, uh, I, you, I, remember, I remember you telling me her name before, but what's her name? Susan, she's sitting right here listening Hi, to Susan. It. All right, we're going to take you, uh, we're going to treat you right New Mexico style. Mi casa es su casa is what we say here in uh, Nuevo Mexico. Well, you know, she, she is a, uh, a Mex- New Mexico expatriate. Oh, wow. She, Where from? Well, she uh, showed up in Las Vegas, New Mexico yeah. as a college student and went to Highlands University there. there is. Later worked in... Uh, Albuquerque and Roswell as a as a photographer, newspaper photographer. So she's going to lead me back to New Mexico, and we're going to look around and see if that's where we want to to go next. All right, you know the best, better people to to visit than with me. My parents know New Mexico better than anybody. My dad was a ironworking journeyman who knows uh, who's fished every stream and every lake. Uh, who's worked on every big project here in the state, and nobody can tell you about where to go better than he can. So I'll make sure to hook you, hook you up with him, and uh, we'll treat you with all the best hospitality. And maybe you'll uh, hopefully come before the balloon fiesta. That might not happen. The governor, believe it or not, and her blue ways is thinking about shutting that down, too. And that would be an absolute tragedy for the second year in a row. Aren't those things one big mask? Isn't she missing a bed? <laughs> Yeah, they actually kind of are. Yeah, it's just and we're out in the open. But there you go. All right, John. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, pre-order now. Hey, Eddie. And there it's it good is. Good to talk to you. Hey, good to talk to you, sir. Wow, the uh, the great John Gibson here in Unexpected the Kiva. treat there. There huh? it is. Uh, and uh, a big delay there once again for D Dowd Muska. We'll return to D Dowd and uh, his uh, writings. www.thenumber1abq.com or saveabq.com. Five forty-two back and for weather and traffic next. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. 
In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Sun's up, and we're in the kitchen at Sunnyside Up. Two sides of turkey, sausage, side of over medium eggs, and whole wheat toast. If Sunnyside Up did that in six seconds, imagine what Sunnyside Up will do for you and your friends. Sunnyside Up, Manala, Louisiana, next to the Sheraton. Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. RevelcoNM.com. 505-550-4994. 505-550-4994. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Hi, this is Ava, and I love sitting on the Monroe's patio just enjoying some chips and salsa. And I'm Stella. I love the fresh air. And enchiladas and tacos. Hey, Grandpa, what about the fresh air? Ooh, and some red or green chili with a cool beverage. And the fresh air? Oh, Grandpa, this is the best meal. It is delicious. 
Hey guys, what about the fresh air? And what, what about, about the, the fresh, fresh air? air? We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. While I was thinking we weren't going to get the rain this afternoon, it is definitely skirting the mountains right now. You're definitely getting some uh, on the other side of the hill, but that is moving into Albuquerque now. It's 89 degrees in Rio Rancho and 91 at the Rock of Talk, and everything's coming up accidents right now. I-25 northbound between Sunport uh, and Gibson, we have an, an accident. And if you're on I-25 southbound heading towards the airport, right there at Avenida Cesar Chavez, looks like that accident's taken up some uh, couple of lanes and taken up a lot of time all the way back to the I-25. I'm sorry, to the big eye. All right, on I-40, the eastbound trip's in trouble. An accident at Carlisle is what's putting you on the brakes, leaving the I-25 big eye. And westbound, that has just been tough all afternoon long, at least accident-free, but still stop and go pretty much from Carlisle all the way across big eye over to about, uh, looks like Rio Grande, right in that area. All right, we're at Taco Tote this afternoon. Lots of families are coming in now, and that family of five meal deal, a lot of folks have seen that. And if you'd like to see what's on it and come in and enjoy it, and you can enjoy it for takeout as well, go to tacos.theplaceilike.com. Okay, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. exactly what you think it says but then it doesn't so <laughs> a lot of debate a lot of years <laughs> everyone's singing that i'm like did i just say that yes i'm singing it i'm blowing right through the lyrics and i'm singing it every single time wrapped up like it. Anyway, we'll just uh, and, it's, and it's, <clears throat> it's not don't bring me down bruce it's don't bring me down bruce <laughs> that was a little uh ELO, yeah electric light orchestra good song um great song yeah, uh, very quickly, text, uh, Eddie, I would gladly provide John Alfalfa and Brutus grass for his horses if he moves to Corrales. Look at that. See, New Mexico hospitality. It really, it really is a hospitable Los place. Yeah. Here we are, all the neighbors work together. Oh, my God, John Gibson used to be my favorite show on your station back in the day. Hey, back in the day, bro. Here we are. General Flynn on Telegram. This is the real General Michael T. Flynn. I mainly post on Clout Hub. I don't even, what? Telegram. Gab, Cloud Hub, what? I mean, talk about totally getting disconnected. You know, I heard Ann Coulter today. She was taking shot after shot after shot at uh, Donald Trump. Oh, and on she, uh, Buck and, on and Clay, Buck and right? Clay. Yeah. did you listen? Uh, I just caught the very end of it because I was in Corrales with She the was dogs. talking about how Donald Trump was grifting off of the uh, supporters because he's given no money to, like, taking advantage of these poor people who have all this hope that he's somehow going to come back as, like, the second coming. Unfortunately, it made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get the text all the time. I tell you I've get, I made a, a lot of texts. 
Uh, it's not that I'm not patriotic. I've got Trump stuff everywhere. I got Trump this, Trump this, Trump, 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 Trump coming out my ears in the Kiva. Do. But I have to say that I think she has some valid points. Okay. She has an uncanny uh, ability to be right on a lot of things. And we'll leave it at that. We'll see whether or not history proves. And she certainly put that out there. What, what's your sense among you fellow Trump loyalists? I mean, do you want him to take another run at it? Or do you want him to sort of bless someone else to move forward? I want him to enjoy his life for being the greatest president in the history of this country and realize that power uh, is something to be revered um, and not to be um, established uh, forever. Is there a better word, way to say that? I just, it, it's like, thank you for doing what you did. Uh, you ran once, became president, became the greatest president. Ian Coulter didn't seem to think so. But from my um, view and the legacy that he left, certainly on the courts um, and, and then okay. some, and the economic growth, I think he showed everybody, here's how you ride a bike. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, George Bush, Clinton, uh, Barack Obama. This is how you ride a bike. Mm-hmm. I think he taught everybody how to do it. So my sense is I don't really have an investment there. Okay. Um, did I want to lose the White House? Of course not. Uh, do I think that he's coming back? I'm not even hoping he comes back. Would I mind it? Not in the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is am I placing false hope in that? Not, n- not in the least. <laughs> uh, I thought she complimented Ron DeSantis very nicely. And I think it is time. You know, the thing is, is what you want to do to advance politics is you want to teach other people, you know, uh, reach one, teach one. So I certainly hope that Trump uh, was part of the inspiration that led Ron DeSantis and he hands the baton to other people. Like, you know, the, you see these people who are sort of, Im- I hate to use the word, but embalmed in their office. Like, <laughs> Trump <laughs> Thurman is like, I've been here for 63 years or, or, or bird. Mitch McConnell. Like, yeah, I'm like... <laughs> I think uh, they've changed out three toilets since I've been in this particular seat. I remember the old janitor. You know, like, my gosh, just leave. Where did all these women come from? Like, <laughs> I, the British secretaries. I, I, <laughs> what? I'm okay. on. I didn't know women could vote. I've been here so long. Like, it's really kind of crazy, right? But they stay there forever. And, you know, we have that here, that in the entrenched... Um, Politicos here in the state of New Mexico, I'm like, retire already. Can't you find anything else to do? Is the meaning of your life the fact that you occupy this office? And that is not the meaning of Trump's life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he certainly has built businesses. He's got a legacy. He's got great children, great family, uh, has left a great presidency behind. Uh, I thought he really did. Just, and, and I think it's beneath him, actually, to come back and pursue the White House again. I certainly hope Ron DeSantis does it. I think we can all get behind DeSantis, and I hope that uh, Trump... Uh, provides his wisdom and advisory capacity and and helps DeSantis because you know ultimately after Trump passes or whoever pa- I pass anybody passes you have to leave a legacy and uh, you have to leave those lessons uh, for people because that's what keeps on keeping on 200 years from now when nobody will give a rat's ass about me you or anybody else uh, we will have leave it left the uh, left the world a better place or not mm-hmm. and uh, that's the starting point for the next generation and I got to tell you right now nothing was stronger than Trump and what he taught us about America. And I hope we make it to 250 years on um, and, and fight back. Uh, and I certainly think that that fighting spirit is there. And I think it'll be a further impassioned and, and, and pursued if more people think they have an opportunity to lead the way, because I think it's in all of us. I oh, mean, yeah. so that, that, that stardust that's in him is in you, is in me, is in all of us. And it's, and I think he was good at inspiring a lot of that in people, not just going to crowds and follow along and, 
you know, be these uh, crazy Trump sycophants, but actually, oh, well, here's what I learned from Trump and here's how he did it. I'm going to try and do that in my school board, my community, my, you know, city, whatever it happens to be. I think there's a little bit of that I think he can leave behind and, and, and there's good, but there's also the bad too. And we can't lose the, the lessons of loss and all of that. So, I'm curious about Trump. For decades and decades and decades, Republicans have shied away from or backed down after the New York Times writes a nasty editorial about you. Trump was Trump. I knew Trump was a different creature when he was talking about the wall <laughs> and someone was saying, right. you know, oh, you, you know, a lot of Latinos. Oh, no, the president of Mexico says that'll never happen. And Trump said it just got 20 feet higher. I mean, that's not how Republicans fight. I mean, they cave on everything. So whether you know, and I didn't agree with Trump on everything, but he knew what he believed, right or wrong, whether you agreed with it or not. And he had the courage of his convictions and did not care that they were editorial writers for the New York Times. We're going to call them every name in the book. So to me, that's the interesting Trump legacy. Do you have people in government who, I mean, we already know the left is completely unapologetic about what it believes. It never backs down. It never apologizes. So uh, the, the spinal cord injection, yeah. is that a permanent, yeah, 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 is yes, that a permanent yes, operation yes. for Republicans? That's a great, or, you know, oh moving forward. Yeah. I can't predict the future. No, but. I think it is. I think, you know, like, you know, that Stardust, you, you have identified the DNA and is, does the Republican Party have a back yeah. of like what they received with Trump? And I say, absolutely. Um, but here's what I will say, and this is maybe something that you won't jump on board with uh, from, from your standpoint, and you don't need to because I think you recognize the value in a different medium. And I think Trump is a man based upon his fruits of great faith. I think he's the man who stumbled three times and, and got up four. I think he is that man. I think that's the lesson for each and every person on a personal level or political level or anybody who wants to lead other people. And so fighting back when someone's putting you down, um, yeah, that's a rare slice of DNA that I think only Trump has. And does it make it make you Trumpian? Um, you could characterize it at that, but I think it just makes you someone who believes in what, what the cause is yeah. and whatever that cause is really the cause of America, which is, you know, slowly whittling away. So I hope that every single person finds it within themselves to get involved somehow politically or in the community. I mean, I don't care what it is, just, just get involved. Mm -hmm. And I think if you felt inspired during that time, that's something that Trump left behind with you. I will forever have my stickers, my Trump no, stuff. Like, it's not going to go away. I mean, cause it's going to be, you know, it, it really holds that, that shining moment uh, for all of America when we grew and uh, we had an indomitable spirit and an unbelievable campaign, the likes of which this country hasn't seen in 150 years. And more than anything else, he kept Hillary Clinton out of the White House. Oh, um, but, you know, in, where I come from in the Northeast, where we're uh, hard chargers and, and uh, we like to bust stones, every knock a boost is a, is a phrase we use often. And, you know, every he, knock -a -boost. you know, to Republicans traditionally, every knock is a reason to run away. That was not Donald Trump. No, definitely not. All right. A full hour, third hour, I swear it belongs to the Dow 3000. <laughs> we'll do that here uh, after the break. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Radio News with Tim Berg. 
The Delta variant of the coronavirus makes up 93% of infections in the United States. That's according to the latest numbers from the CDC, which looked at the last two weeks of July. Yesterday, there were 106,557 new cases of COVID-19 reported, and 616 people died from the virus. This, as many leaders around the United States are considering mask mandates and encouraging people to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Louisiana Republican Senator John Kennedy saying, If you want to wear a mask, in my opinion, you should. If you don't, you shouldn't. Uh, it's, the mask issue is not nearly as important as trying to get people to seriously think about taking the vaccine. Attorneys for former President Donald Trump are attempting to block the release of Trump's tax records to a U.S. House committee. You're listening to USA Radio News. The MyPillow Premium Pillow Special continues at MyPillow.com. If you go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special, use my promo code USA. You can get a standard or queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. That's a $40 savings. King-size, only $5 more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. At the American Veterinary Medical Association Annual Convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at avma.org. Senators are looking at growing threats from China. No other country represents more of a threat to the United States, its economic security, and democratic ideals than China. Virginia Democrat Mark Warner saying China poses a threat to U.S. counterintelligence. He cited malign cyber activities and economic espionage. Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio says the long arm of China is already here. China is stealing between 300 and 600 billion dollars a year of American technology and intellectual property. The New York Auto Show, scheduled for later this month, was canceled because of the COVID-19 Delta variant and the increased measures put in place by local officials to stop the spread. That's according to the organizers of the event. In financial news, a down day on Wall Street. At the closing bell, the Dow losing 323 points to close at 34,792. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroos. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. The White House is again pushing for New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's resignation. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki telling reporters Cuomo should do the right thing and resign. She made the comment when pressed about whether Cuomo should be impeached by state lawmakers if he refuses to resign. Regarding impeachment, ABC News legal analyst Dan Abrams tells ABC's Good Morning America how the impeachment process works in the state of New York. It still starts in the Judiciary Committee, same way federal. Still have a vote in the Assembly, equivalent to the Congress, which would be a majority vote to decide whether to go to trial. But the big difference is 
if there's a majority vote in the assembly to impeach, he immediately is sidelined and the lieutenant governor then takes over temporarily. Then you have that Senate trial where you need the two thirds. But in New York, you also have the highest court judges who are serving as the judges in addition to the state senators. If there is a conviction, he's out. If he is not convicted by two thirds, he would be reinstated. But you have to believe that if there's enough political pressure, he's going to know where the winds are going on this. Spirit Airlines is apologizing as disruptions are causing a fourth day of flight cancellations and delays. Aviation tracking website FlightAware reports more than 50% of the airline's schedule has already been canceled by midday. Spirit says the contributing factors are weather challenges, system outages, and staffing shortages. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. All right, here we go into hour three of the Rock of Talk. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande. Time to put things together, starting with the weather. Rain falling pretty much in the mountains right now, moving somewhat into the north side of Albuquerque and out towards Rio Rancho. Uh, right now, 81 degrees in, I'm sorry, 89 degrees in Rio Rancho, 91 at the Rock of Talk. Troubles on uh, Paseo del Norte just a few minutes ago, an accident. Eastbound is, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this is westbound. Westbound Paseo at 2nd Street. That accident, it's moved over to the right shoulder, but traffic behind it, a little bit sluggish as you wind your way off I-25, but really staying slow, pretty much up to Coors Boulevard. Alameda, not much of an alternative. From 2nd Street west on Alameda all the way into Corrales, it looks like it's going to be under 15 miles an hour. Still dealing an accident I-40. This is going to be eastbound, heading towards the mountains, right at Carlisle, while they're getting that out of the lanes, we're out of luck from the uh, big guy. And the westbound trip's still running pretty slow as you wind your way basically from, well, it looks like Carlisle all the way over to 12th Street. Well, we are at Taco Tote, and it is just really fun talking to some of the people that have come in today. But here's what's really great, eating the f- meals that they have here. They've got this family of five meal. I've seen uh, two families come in for that. And it's just really a great place to go. Taco Tote on Central, across from the Historic Highland Theater. And if you'd like to see more, just go to tacos.theplaceilike.com. Okay, we're up to date. Let's step back into the Rock of Talk. Aurora Borealis, come and be you Aurora 
606 in the 505 with more 401 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Eric on the Rock of Talk on AM 1600. KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. With me, my good friend and broadcasting partner, D. Dowd Muska, a.k.a. the Dowd 3000, in for hour number three. I ran a flock of seagulls. We need 35 more signatures uh, to break through to 1,600 here during this broadcast. Uh, please, folks, tell every single person that you can. Go to saveabq.com. That's saveabq.com. One more time, saveabq.com. You can also go to the number 1abq.com, 1abq.com, and sign up to put me on the ballot. That will be very exciting. We've got a lot of good ideas, things that we want to do. We want to make this place a better place. So John Gibson will decide to ultimately move here. Uh, <laughs> bring Musk, him in. Uh, yeah, bring him in. Uh, uh, Dowd has been focused on corruption and masking. Ugh. An alarming stat comes out. 93%. Dowd. Freeze in your boots. 93% of all the new infections are Delta virus. How does that even happen? You were educating us so brilliantly yesterday about all of that. Uh, So let's jump to that. But before we do, a quick, uh, very quick call here in the Kiva. Call here in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello, Eddie. Hello. Uh, It's it's funny. About 20 minutes ago, I hear you two putting President Trump out to pasture. Oh, did we? Whoa, 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 whoa. Who put yeah, out President Trump to pasture? We were telling him he needs to enjoy his retirement. Well, we to got... enjoy the rest of his life. Listen to me. Uh, so you know Mike Lindell, yet you don't know what I'm about to tell you, apparently. I uh, watch every single morning Steve Banner uh, planned, uh, excuse me, the pandemic uh, war room. I watch it every single day, watch it this morning, including one Mike Lindell. So I do know exactly what you're about to tell me. Go ahead. Do you know, have you heard of the website, frankspeech.com? Yeah, I have it right here. Frank Speech got it earlier from uh, a woman who is dedicating herself to my campaign. Absolutely. And what is she off? What is, what is Mike Lindell offered to anybody who can prove him wrong? How, what's the amount? Do you know the amount, sir? Five million dollars. Five million dollars, exactly. So you want to tell me like Have I don't seen... know that I'm not paying attention to to what's happening? Then why aren't you screaming bloody murder? So you want it? me to go Have ahead you, and get you, you want me down? you want me to get upset and angry for something that Mike no, Lindell is doing? No, you know what? You need to stop being sycophantic about stuff. Let this stuff play out and realize that we have two options on the table. One is Trump comes back and Coulter. That's all I presented. Nothing else. And if you think I'm not prepared for the show and for questions and thoughts like yours every single day, you're crazy. The amount of information and media that I consume every single day is far more than you even understand. And on top of that, let me, wait, 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 let me say one more thing before you decide to go ahead and run over me because you're being sycophantic. OK, you're, you're worshiping at the at, at, at the table of one person. I understand that there's fraud. I know that the, the election was stolen. We know that Trump is president. We know that. We don't have to prove that, okay? But unfortunately, given the current new world order that has come in, we actually have to prove that in Arizona, in Georgia, in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin. We have to go to all clearly those different you states. Haven't seen the oh, video. Okay. okay, clearly, clearly. You clearly. Haven't seen it. Have you seen the video of the Supreme Court sitting there that says absolutely nine to zero? You need to watch it. I don't you know what you're. Wait, wait, you, what, what are you talking about? On frankspeech.com. I have frankspeech. Frank speech. I, I literally just led you the whole way because I've seen it, and I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the video 
that shows the Supreme Court sitting there in their chairs, and it says absolute. The title is absolutely nine to zero. You need to watch that video. I watched the video. I I watched the video. I watched it. I'm not. We're on the same side, and you're picking a fight with me because. I'm telling you that we have another option on the table and that someone else is thinking about something else. Is there no freedom of thought anymore? Or do I only have to go ahead and take Mike Lindell's uh, opinion of this? I told you that he was offering up $5 million to anybody who can disprove him. Not one person has been a taker yet. Okay. So do you want me to go ahead and play that? Do you want want, want me? Exactly. I know that. You know that. We're on the, we're on the same. I know it's true. I literally just said all of the well, very. Why aren't you putting this? What do you want? What do you? I am putting this you out. What I, the I, cyber I, symposium. Excuse me. Wait, 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 wait. Slow down. The what did you say? Sim- do you know about the cyber symposium? The tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Yes. Mike Mandel is going to run seventy-two hours straight. It's yes. all going to be there. You need to tell everybody. Okay, Eddie. I will tell. I will tell people, people. But wait, you need. To, you but need you need to. to you need to listen for a second. Okay, you can't just ram things down people down people's throat. You have to talk to people and you have to engage them. Putting I up can't like believe wait, you're not screaming about this. Okay, well that's you, what you, blows me away. You know what? You know what should blow you away. It. You know what should blow you away is the fact that you're not willing to engage in a level-headed dialogue about this, and I'm just supposed to take something that uh, Mike Lindell says is absolute truth. Even though I do, even though I've done my own discernment, I've done my own reading, I watch Steve Bannon every single day at 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., okay? On 175 on Roku. I watch him. I love Steve Bannon. Lindell was on there this morning, as was our Patriot uh, down south as well. Now, let me tell you this. I got to let this play out. We can't, you, you cannot argue with people by ramming things down their throats and making them. Okay, fine. Okay, okay thank you. I got you. That's all, that's all no. I'm asking. Just let the, let the, no. let it take its course. Let it take its course. No. And we're going to arrive there. And you know why I have faith? Because I know why we're on, you, we're on the right side of things. Why don't you at, tell people about this symposium coming up? Let everybody watch and see the proof. I, I think that's a good idea. Habit captures can't be altered. They can't be changed. Yep. I think that's Tell a good, everybody. I will. I think that's a good idea. And I'll go ahead and reserve some time tomorrow to go ahead and do that during our 5 o'clock hour, and I'll put that out on Frank's speech uh, just for you. What's your name, sir? Tracy. Tracy. All right. Hey, and enjoy your evening. It's going to be okay. Let me tell you. We at the, In the end, let me tell you what's going to happen in the end. We win. We win, okay? Well, a lot of nobody sees this. Nobody will know. We win. This is on. We win. The truth always wins out. We're on the right side of history here. You can see how all this stuff is getting exposed. We were just about to jump into the fact that there's no Delta test, yet 93% of all the tests that are coming back are Delta. I mean, let's get through this, okay? But you, we. Yeah, most of the people dying and sick are the vaccinated. Okay, but but, I don't want to get into that argument. That's a whole other. Uh, ball of wax. I, I think it's important that you and I remain friends, realize that I don't have to just swear allegiance to a person or anything else. Let's let the truth come out. I'm I, not asking nope. you to swear allegiance. Thank I'm asking you. you to watch this thing, man. I'm I have watched it. I've watch. watched the Frank speech. I know what you're talking about with the 72 hour cyber symposium. I know all of that stuff, okay? But I'm not ready did to go to. I'm not ready. Yes, I did. I'm not ready to go to air with that stuff yet, okay? We're not at that point. And given what I'm talking about here on the radio today, I promise you I will do it for you tomorrow. Will you allow me that? Sure. Okay. Thank you, Tracy. You have a good night. Thanks for being a listener. Woo! 
See, do you see what happens though? Mm -hmm. You see, like, I mean, you know how I am. I kind of have to straddle this kind of stuff. Where was I even going? God, boy, I just want to take a phone call. Before I did, we went to Delta variant, 93%. D-Dowd Musk. You, Dowd you have a chief. Sorry. <laughs> Clearly, you don't support Donald yeah, Trump clearly enough. Clearly, I do not. Yeah. Gone for the last five years. Uh, no, I mean, it's all news to me. I don't, you know, a, a lot of these claims about the election. I mean, the claim that Donald Trump overwhelmingly won the 2020 election. I mean, you, you need a rubber room if you believe that, ladies and gentlemen. I think he may have, you know, 57 of 58 county uh, bellwether counties. That bothers me. The irregularities in Michigan and Pennsylvania and Georgia and Arizona, those bother me. But if you think that Donald Trump overwhelmingly run the 20, won the 2020 election, I want some of what you're smoking. Uh, there's uh, you know, way too much fraud. We know that there's way. Yeah, I'm disturbed by this. I, I can't put 2020 to bed. Exactly. I, I just, I'm not ready to do it yet. But I certainly don't believe, as a lot of, you know, I think, frankly, kooks out there have said there was the Delta Force uh, shootout in Germany with the CIA server farm showing that Donald Trump won California. You need to be in a rubber room if you believe that, ladies and gentlemen. I, I never, I've studied this country for 29 years. Donald Trump did not win California in 2020. I, okay. I never like... No, you've never said that. You've yeah, never but, said but that. I never like people beating their chest, offering up uh, well, if you, you know, sort of like the decent proposal, right, that came you mean know, Demi Moore, yeah, yeah, uh, Woody yeah. Harrelson, yeah, yeah. You know, Robert Redford, you know, I'll give you a million dollars, let me sleep with your wife or whatever. Like, you know, this whole thing where you're beating your chest, I'm so macho and uh, right. prove me wrong. I don't like that um, tactic. It just, it's not what I, what I enjoy. Mm -hmm. What I do enjoy is going through this process where the people in the state of Arizona and particularly Maricopa County have decided to raise five point, is it 5.4 or $5.9 million? I forget which, but it's, it's a significant amount of money. And these people have been plotting their course and doing it deliberatively slowly that's how it should be done and here's what's happened is sometimes get people get emotional like tracy just did yeah, yeah. Now i'm going to help you out tomorrow tracy so i'll go ahead and do the that part during our second hour okay i'll do that for you tomorrow we'll talk a little bit about it and i'll introduce people you know to steve bannon and pandemic war room and all the good stuff that's happening i watch that religiously okay i do i'm on top of that it's fine but we'll, we'll get to that but when people start losing their emotions you lose everything else the arguments lost the moment you pop off you get too emotional at anything it's like i was at the the, the meeting for the uh, Bernalillo county whatever they were having up in cedar crest you know there's a couple people like, I'm like Whoa. was roger ale there <laughs> Ooh, slow down <laughs> sorry. let's not get excited let's 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 check our emotions and our egos at the door let's solve a math problem around here collectively let's air the grievances and let's move forward but people don't do that these days. It's a shouting match. Well, CNN, MSNBC, C, uh, you know, the rest of these groups are all shouting this. Fox News and the right-wingers are all shouting this. And, like, there's no agreement on anything. And, and I am no doubt philosophically and morally on the right side of things. But we've got to hear the other side. And I think that that doesn't happen when we absolutely demand some sort of allegiance to a person or a cause or something without hearing the other side. And uh, we've got to do better than that. And I think that's the way to do it. You can be the conservative all you want, but take time to listen to the other side. And uh, one of the things where we don't hear each other, where we got edicts, is going to be the masking. 93% Delta. And Dow did a little bit of an expose because uh, we've got our, uh, I, is this is this politically incorrect? We've got, our, you, son, you got a panty on your head. Uh, we got our shorts in a ruffle. Okay? <laughs> yeah, certainly. Uh, and we're about to shut down the entire state of New Mexico, uh, the latest 
from the Dow 3000 only at rockoftalk.chat and exclusively at rockoftalk.chat. Uh, the smartest man in the market in the state, no doubt. Uh, I think his uh, former employers uh, fear him for what he knows and his tenacity uh, knows no bounds. I would measure that on a national basis. Uh, Dowd, uh, your latest report. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there are some very legitimate concerns about the Delta variant, you know, what it is and how, how potentially dangerous it is. And I wanted to look into, uh, as I read this over the last few days, particularly, but also over the last few weeks, Eddie, it was interesting to me that the Delta variant attacking New Mexico and maybe we're going to relock down uh, I, again and again, whether it was a, a politician statement or a media statement, they always talked about cases. And we learned very early on Eddie, in the initial days of this, boy, were they obsessed with cases and hospitalizations and deaths didn't seem to be as important. But of course, to people who are grounded in reality and not into fear porn, if it's a public health crisis, then we're looking at hospitalizations and deaths. We're not looking at cases. Testing positive for something doesn't necessarily mean anything. We don't want people to suffer. We don't want pe- people to be on a ventilator in the hospital. We don't want pe- people, people to die. So a little bug was planted in my brain saying, well, what are the, what are the death rates from this Delta variant? This, it's so bad. Uh, I found a, a breathless report from the Santa Fe reporter that uh, the Delta variant popped up on June 21st. It was the first time that the state... Uh, epidemiology report said that the Delta variant is now in New Mexico. So we're talking six weeks. We uh, are talking uh, 42, 43 days ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, we know that, uh, you know, Rona, you can get the Rona fairly quickly. Uh, it's, it's, they claim that the Delta variant is much more transmissible and the Rona can kill you in a, in a couple of short weeks. Shouldn't we be seeing, starting to see a rise in deaths in New Mexico now that the deadly Delta variant is here. Uh, the evidence, if you want to just check it out on the charts I posted, ladies and gentlemen, at rockoftalk.chat, the evidence is that our death rate is not going up. Uh, we had a tiny little spike around mid-July. Uh, it, it has died down again. We are averaging one death a day in New Mexico. We have been averaging one death a day since around July 25th, July 26th. There has been no spike in deaths at all in New Mexico. Yes, there's there's been a, a rise in hospitalizations, but we are 81% below our peak hospitalization of December 15th of last year. There's been a rise. And Eddie, looking at this data, it was really interesting. There was a rise in hospitalizations right around mid-April, uh, really almost into early June with no Delta variant in the, in, in the state at all. We doubled up from around maybe 80 hospitalizations to more, you know, 150, 160 hospitalizations. So, we are still down 81% uh, from our peak. Now, it's curious. We're averaging one death a day from the coronavirus. And what the so-called public health authorities are saying is, well, the reason death rates are so down is because everyone is vaccinated and we have, you know, everyone has been vaccinated. That has improved our death rates. Take a look at the states that have the worst, well, let's call it so-called vaccina- vaccination rates because it's an experimental uh, you know, emergency use authorization, and two of the vaccines are not the traditional vector. They're the mRNA ones. But so what are the worst states? I mean, these are the worst of the worst states that don't care about human life. Alabama, Wyoming, Georgia, Idaho, West Virginia. They're the, uh, they're they, the worst they of the worst. They hate life. They hate oh, life. They want to kill grandma. Yes, they have the lowest right. uh, so-called vaccination rates. Oh, and these are all, again, Arkansas. official numbers. Arkansas. Uh, I just picked these guys out. These are all bottom 10 in terms of people getting the syringe. Alabama, Wyoming, Georgia, Idaho, West Virginia, they are all flatlining with their death rate. It is just flat. It has not risen at all whatsoever. Kind of curious, uh, I would say. Rand Paul's comment, the Delta variant is more transmissible, it appears, but less 
deadly. Less deadly. It's even less deadly in the states that don't have high so-called vaccination rates. So what are we talking about, ladies and gentlemen? We're talking about a case pandemic, people testing positive, and a a slight uptick in hospitalizations, nowhere near where we were uh, in the winter. So I would say, just suggest to you, to you moving forward, when we hear MLG speak, if you're, if you listen to her, when you listen to reports, when you read, uh, print reports, what are they talking about? Are they talking about cases? Are they talking about hospitalizations? Or are they talking about deaths? Time and time again, they're talking about the case number rising. That means that you tested positive on a PCR test, not necessarily the genetic sequencing test. It may not even mean you may be testing positive for the for another version of, of the coronavirus, not even the Delta variant. So we're not getting the whole picture here. But by the state's own data, we are averaging one death a day and our maximum deaths were in the 30s a day back last uh, last winter. Of course, being a seasonal respiratory virus like the flu, the coronavirus tends to have its you know, have its biggest impact during the winter months. So we were you know getting nailed through 30 to 35 uh, a day. We're down to one a day. We have seen no increase in deaths as a result of the Delta variant and the states, again, with the lowest uh, so-called vaccination rates, are not seeing any change in their daily death rates either. So what are we really talking about the Delta variant? We're talking about a phrase that's scary sounding. It's the Delta variant. It's the Lambda variant. There's an article in Newsweek today, Eddie, I can't even believe it. The Doomsday variant. They're, they go out and they talk to these medical so-called experts saying, it's going to keep mutating until we get to the doomsday variant, and that will really kill us all. These people have taken leave of their senses. Uh, you know, maybe let's not panic until there's actually a reason to panic, and I'm not making light of people being hospitalized. I'm not making light of people dying, but the Delta variant, the Delta variant, the Delta variant, you keep hearing it over and over and over again. They're talking about cases. They're talking about positive PCR tests. We know about false positives with the PCR tests. We know about the cycle threshold problem that the governor will not mandate transparency on the cycle threshold problem for PCR tests. And we don't even know the state hasn't shown us because they don't sequence all these PCR tests to show what percentage of those positive cases really are the Delta variant. We're lacking a hell of a lot of information about this. One piece of information we're not lacking, ladies and gentlemen, is that there is no spike in fatalities at all. Zero, nada. In fact, since June 25th, we've seen a slight downward trend in fatalities in our state. I don't know, just, and, and, just and something it, I want to throw out there because God knows the, the so-called okay, journalists in the state sure, are not sure, doing sure. their job. All right, so slow down on the sarcasm <laughs> just so we can uh, talk to our audience. And, sure. uh, you know, okay, so 93% was the top of the hour news. It said they were Delta. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, let's just get this right since we're, we're at the scene of the crime. The scene of the crime is COVID-19 with the Delta variant now. That started, uh, the first case became uh, June 19th, is that what you uh, The first uh, epidemiology report of, of, Janu- of June 21st said that it had arrived in New Mexico. Okay. So again, six, six weeks ago. Okay, so did we have a test for the Delta variant June 21st? <laughs> it's, a, it's a straight up question. We don't, this, if we do, the state is not releasing that data. We have okay. no hard data. No okay, but by data and large, it. what we understand from, yep. uh, from the, uh, not from the University of Texas, but from the state of Texas mm-hmm. is that there is no test for the Delta variant. Uh, there is a specific test. You have to take an extra, you have to move on from the initial PCR test. And let me, let me quote from Texas. Detecting the Delta variant or any other variant requires a special type of testing called genomic sequencing 
Due uh, to the volume. How much more intensive well, is exactly. that? Do we know? It's a little, it's a little more complicated than the little genomic. nose swab, right? That sounds like I'm going to hang out in the uh, operating room for my MRI. <laughs> yes. is, that, is that about uh, right? Due to the volume of COVID-19 cases, sequencing is not performed on all viral samples. And this article, interesting, from USA Today, genomic sequencing is performed in several laboratories across the U.S. Um, but it's important to note that not all positive PCR tests undergo that genomic se- sequencing. In fact, the U.S. lags behind other developed countries in developing the percentage of COVID-19 cases that are sequenced. The situation is so serious that the Biden administration announced in April it wants $1.7 billion to expand the sequencing okay. capacity. So spend more money on a test that we have yet to test, but we know that is rising and now constitutes, if we extrapolate, not science, by the way, extrapolation is not science. That's guessing. That's guesswork. Uh, June 25th, you've stated now, Dow, that the Delta variant of, of or excuse me, despite or in spite of the Delta variant coming six days late or four days later, started June 21st, June 25th. You tracked the deaths from the 25th all the way to... Uh, now yesterday. August fourth, yeah. uh, from the twenty first until the fourth is roughly about forty five days that we're looking at. You said that the death rate has actually declined. We've had no deaths on the Navajo reservation. Is that three, correct? Three days in a row, no deaths. Three days in a row, no deaths uh, for the Navajo reservation. Um, but now we're moving more towards the. Uh, and I'm just going to look at the front page of the Albuquerque Journal. I'll get to your text in a second. That's important here. Uh, daily count of COVID cases rose, rose dramatically. Cases. Yeah, cases. That's okay. the word. But, but we don't have a test for those cases. Is that correct? Uh, those are PCR tests. They're not okay. broken but, down but by... They're not, they're not a genomic test. No. Okay. So how do we suddenly get to this point where we are having more COVID cases that are, that are coming in randomly, right? Uh, and not as many people who are uh, getting tested. Or do we have backups? How many more people do we, are anyone tracking the number of people who are getting tested? That's what I want to know. We, uh, know we, we, we know how many tests. If you go to the COVID-19, the public dashboard, Mexico, yeah. you public yep. we have yep. a population of 2.1 million uh, here in the state of New Mexico, and there's like 3 million tests. Is that it's, not correct? Yeah, last time I checked, it was like all the same get the number. people are, yeah. are testing over and over thinking that they must have it, and suddenly they're they're triggering something that, doesn't seem to follow any sort of logic. That We're up are, to 3.8 million tests. Okay, that's performed. insane. That is that's beyond literally insane. It's, beyond it's insane. literally insane. Okay, yeah. so 3.8 million tests, and we're just doing math here, folks. So I, I don't, I don't have a dog in the hunt. I'll never get tested. I don't care about any of this Me stuff. Neither. So here we are, June 25th, and we got 44 days genomic tests. But we know that the delta is something that we should do, or we should pay attention to, right? Even though we don't know whether or not genomic tests are done here, but uh, genomic test is a rare thing in Texas. Is that correct? Uh, and, and nationally. I mean, we, according to USA Today, our whole country lags behind other countries in doing that sequencing of those positive PCR tests. Okay. So we don't really have hard data. So, so we're about to – oh, there you go. Bingo. So Dow 3000 just nailed it. We have no hard data. We have no testing. And now here we are sitting in front of these headlines that are coming to us from 4713, the Albuquerque Journal, Santa Fe, New Mexican, and Dan Boyd writes, uh, who's not a COVID uh, uh, science-type He's a political reporter, literally writes new COVID cases in New Mexico hit highest rates since March. So Hmm. now we're cases, cases. but cases based upon what more testing? Is there less testing as a proportion of the total number of people who are testing? But okay, so now policy comes into place and this is just coming into the Kiva right now. And I got to say this, we'll check on weather and traffic in about two minutes. So hang on, hang on, hang on, Sloopy out there. Okay. 
Eddie, it's all a big lie. It's all who holds the figures, no hard data. And this literally just came in. The governor just mandated masks in all indoor places in the state of New Mexico. Wow. Okay, so that literally just came in. I don't know whether or not it's true. Uh, check on 4713 in the Albuquerque Journal. So they have induced a level of, I'm not going to call it hysteria, but fear in the marketplace, right? And they're forcing, I just ran into somebody here in our, our hallway, said our employer, because we're in healthcare, is mandating all masking, regardless whether or not you're vaxxed or not. But we don't have a test for the Delta, right? So if these people are, we don't have a test for the Delta, and they're forced to mask uh, and they're and they're vaccinating, that would tell me that they don't care whether or not it's, it's actually the old COVID or the new COVID. They just want to go ahead and do it, which would also tell me that they're just masking for the sake of having control over population and for the sake of having control over the business. Is that fair to say that there's no health threat? I literally deduced everything from this. I've extrapolated as much as I can squeeze out of this. There is no health threat, but we are now creating policy based upon something we have no tests, we have no increased fatalities uh, for, but we are stating that we have more cases for, and there's no way to prove the number of people that have been tested. Is that correct? Yep. Bingo. There's nothing there. Just watch the terminology, ladies and gentlemen. Cases. Cases relate to you driving to a parking lot with someone who's who's making $5 an hour who was trained to jam a swab up your nose. Uh, and, and God knows how many cycle thresholds. Again, we know from Dr. Yeadon that the PCR test is very 35, problematic, 35. very problematic, yep, where yep. you could have dead strands of the, of the virus RNA. You could have had it three or four months ago, uh, but suddenly, you know, you're typhoid Mary. Uh, this is uh, just this is this the latest manifestation of the vast overreaction to this. And again, I, I put in the piece at rockoftalk.chat. If you're a reporter and you want attention, you can go around and, and, and scream case, case, cases are out of control. If you're a politician and you love having power, you can use this to, you know, enhance oh, yeah. uh, your, your ability to control and, uh, Hey, we're, we know what's better for you than even you do. All right, let's check on weather and traffic, and we'll bring it back to corruption. Uh, Cheryl Williams Stapleton up next with the Dow 3000. And, and, folks, he just looks at the data. All right, well, let's put things together, starting with the weather. Looks like the clouds still hanging up towards the mountains. Some rain on the Sandia Crest side, or to Harris, I should really say. Uh, right now, though, it's still uh, 89 degrees in Rio Rancho and 88 at the Rock of Talk. All right, we are getting rid of the accident on I-40 eastbound at Carlisle. Uh, though the drive has really recovered on that side, the westbound side, uh, it's still plenty busy, but at least starting to pick up as you make your way Carlisle across the big eye on over to Rio Grande Boulevard. All right, as far as uh, the accident we told you about on Paseo del Norte, del Norte uh, westbound there at 2nd Street, that also has been cleared off the freeway. That drive quickly recovered, though you're going to find plenty of companies still taking you all the way up to Rio Rancho. Uh, and looks like we've got a little slow drive still. Yep, Rio Bravo westbound, still a little bit hectic coming off the I-25. All right, we're at Taco Tote. You need to come on by. Uh, they close at 8 o'clock tonight, so come on by. And they've got that uh, family meal of five. You can eat that here or you can take it home. But wherever you do, the family's going to call you a hero. It's great stuff. Tacos.theplaceilike.com is where you can see all about it. All right, with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk.
All right, 636, a little white zombie here for your afternoon. Let's uh, talk a little bit about the uh, corruption happening here in the state of New Mexico. Don't forget, if you want to go ahead and get me on the ballot. Uh, Folks, I need 29 more signatures to make it 1,600. Keep us on pace for the 3,000, six days away from that. Uh, Please, folks, all I'm asking you to do, I need uh, 29 more people between now and 7 p.m. That's our goal, 7 p.m., Ask everybody that you know, uh, text everybody if you need to, if you want to volunteer this weekend, uh, we're going to go ahead and do a, a total blitz. We'll look like we'll have about uh, 50 of you. We have wow. about uh, 27, 28 so far. I want to pick up another uh, 15, 20 tomorrow and then a few on Friday. And let's get 50 people out there collecting uh, 25 signatures and uh, we'll cross the threshold and get what we need to get. But all I'm asking you to do is go to saveabq.com that's saveabq.com saveabq.com you could also go to the number one abq.com let's put albuquerque first uh you know d dowd musk and i are here every single day telling you what we know we care about policy we care about politics uh we we nerd out on this stuff every single day but dowd really nerds out and he's done it once again his monday post at the rock of talk chat cheryl williams stapleton the latest in the string of corrupted Democrats, a big article in the Albuquerque Journal on Sunday. Funny, all the corrupt politicians all listed there. You know who wasn't listed? Uh, one, Susanna Martinez. Uh, I texted Joe Monahan. I said, <laughs> look, you guys, as bad as you wanted to make that woman out to be, guess who isn't corrupt, uh, according to the Albuquerque Journal? Uh, one, Susanna Martinez. So uh, there you go. But uh, Cheryl Williams Stapleton, uh, the grift continues and... All you have to do is get elected to a good office, know a few people, and you know make millions of dollars, D. Dowd Muska. Yeah, and, and, and I think my, my frustration here with this piece, uh, rockoftalk.chat, stemmed from the fact that she never should have been in office. And, of course, you can say that about a lot of people in office, but I mean it literally. Uh, we know that Cheryl Williams Stapleton is a cretinous fraud. Uh, she is a race-hustling poverty pimp, and she doesn't deserve God. to have her name on a portable toilet, yes. much less a performing arts center. Woo! But uh, we right were there. well aware we're Bingo. well aware of that. But the bigger issue is why are people who are educrats, as I call them, those of us who support school choice, call people who work in government school systems educrats, why are people who work for local governments in New Mexico allowed to run for the legislature? Uh, our founding fathers had a lot of concerns about that. Even James Madison, George Washington wrote about this, the fact that you're exercising multiple powers of our three branches. We need separate and distinct branches of government. So she was a bureaucrat, an educrat, and then she ran for office and was able to funnel money to her money she controlled as an educrat. And then, I mean, these are all allegations, of course, but we're we're waiting to find out what eventually comes of it. So just one example of how one state restrains people like her from ever serving in office. Michigan, the Constitution, no person holding any office, employment, or position under the United States or this state or a political subdivision thereof, except notaries public, reasonable exception, and members of the armed forces, very reasonable exception, may be a member of either house of the legislature. Hmm, not a bad idea. If we had that kind of provision in our Constitution, Cheryl Williams Stapleton would never have been allowed to funnel all that money to herself. Now, it's uh, a little better than you think. Our Constitution does, our state Constitution does restrict federal employees, state employees, and county employees from being in the legislature. But boy, is that a massive loophole. That means municipal governments. That means school districts. You guys are free to serve. And I just listed Eddie off the top of my head. Senator Mimi Stewart, Senator Gay Kernan, Republican, by the way, 
Senator Shannon Pinto, Senator new, newly uh, elected Sia Correa Hemphill, Miguel Garcia in the House, Natalie Figueroa in the House, G. Andres Romano uh, in the House, Deborah Sarina, Sarinana, Joy Garrett. I hope you've ever had the displeasure of being in the room with that woman. These are all either current or former school district employees. And do you think they recuse themselves when it comes to voting on, say, their pension or, say, how much money that should be directed toward school districts in New Mexico? Of course they not. Uh, of course they don't. And um, I called out the left here, Eddie, because our friend uh, Milan Simonich there, that big liberal columnist up in Santa Fe, a number of years ago, he wrote that the legislature is, quote, top heavy with those who are or were on the public payroll, close quote. When you've got liberals, liberals admitting this, ladies and gentlemen, liberals. Um, what about those good government groups? We have so many good government groups. You know, Bob Pearls, my buddy out there in, oh, in Corrales. Wow. Can you be more serious? Um, about it? Don't be sarcastic, though. Some people, uh, some because, people you, because you frequent Corrales, might actually <laughs> yes, think D.D. Musk. Uh, and so I list, uh, you know, I go to the website of Common Cause New Mexico. These are all the good government groups. Uh, Unite New Mexico, New Mexico Ethics Watch. You think, well, these people would be on board. I mean, this is a reasonable uh, restriction on, 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 on these conflicts of interest. Uh, you will search their writings in vain for any uh, any recommendation that people who uh, serve in municipal government or school districts uh, be barred from serving in the legislature. So Chair William Stapleton may be uh, carted off to federal prison. There's a federal women's prison in my home oh, state of Connecticut. Ye, um, ye, of, ye of so much, so much hope. Do <laughs> you uh, think uh, that woman is going to spend a day? And federal prison, uh, the feds are very—they put people away. Hector Balderas, I have no confidence in. But the Fed, so anyway, even if you cart her off to jail in Danbury, Connecticut, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this isn't going to solve the problem. Uh, we have to add that provision in the Constitution, close that loophole where school district employees and municipal government employees, either retired or currently—I uh, won't say serving—currently on the payroll, let's say, can be legislators. It is—I uh, don't know—nuts, I would say, to let these people do this. Uh, James Madison, I believe, what's the quote from James Madison? Wonderful, you know, wonderful quotes uh, from uh, George Washington, James Madison, regarding allowing the the uh, accretion, I guess you'd say, of power uh, in you know crossing the multiple branches of government. This is something our founders uh, warned warned very very greatly about. And in New Mexico, we have left a massive loophole and it allowed this woman. Well, to do what she did, and, and I guess we're gonna, maybe through the court process, the trial, we'll find out uh, exactly how, how bad it got. And, of course, we also have the people who are on leave right now, her, I won't say co-conspirators, eight, people, eight, eight people uh, in, all in the named. district. <laughs> I want to give us credit for actually putting enough pressure on we the did. news media we did. to out those people. But I'm not so sure that, you know, they, they gave them the, the, the proper credence, uh, I think, in this crime. Uh, to not just suggest that uh, they're involved because of an investigation, but that they're criminally involved with somebody who has embezzled a large amount of money uh, through various sources within the government. I think it would have been, I think, more apropos. But uh, I think uh, the woman on Channel 7, I forget her name, she's done a lot of things on behalf of uh, conservatives here in the marketplace. I think she put sort of like this barrier between the two and didn't necessarily incriminate them uh, with her, uh, mm-hmm. what, what is her name? Nancy, Nancy Laughlin. Laughlin, right. Yeah, she didn't like, you know, bury them with it. And I think that that was good. But by the same token, these people are named and uh, are likely, uh, there's a certain level of criminality. And obviously they're not guilty until proven so. But uh, the fact that they're at least named and, and put out there, that's a rare thing here in the state of New Mexico. You don't often see that. You do not. And I, I will tell you that they are listening closely to our broadcast every single day. 
And I think we put enough pressure to sort of out some of that. So uh, final final point, ladies sure. and gentlemen, uh, whether it's Michigan's language or Ohio's language, no member of the General Assembly uh, shall serve uh, while they still have a public office under the federal, the state or political subdivision of the state. We've got to close that loophole in the state. You want to reform New Mexico. That is a very good addition. I'd say even a top 10 addition. You can't be a bureaucrat at the municipal level or in a school district and serve in the legislature. It's an inherent conflict of interest. If you don't believe me, I got three words for you. Cheryl Williams Staples. Woo! Hopefully this will take off. This will be the beginning of the end. Uh, we will see D. Dowd Muska bright and early tomorrow, 4 p.m. for a Friday afternoon. Another unbelievable uh, broadcast. He'll give you all his favorites. Uh, do you want to go through, like, within 30 seconds, the uh, articles of the day? Oh, yeah, the... just very quickly yeah, on, on uh, rockoftalk.chat. You can sign up for our Daily Blast. Our most popular article today was some people not liking the soccer stadium proposed oh, for Albuquerque. Oh, really? Like, we, need, we, need, we need many, many more of them. Uh, the state climate change panel, uh, that's something that the governor has mandated. She thinks that we're going to know what the climate of New Mexico is going to be like in 50 years when we don't know what it's going to be like in five days. Uh, Los Alamos, the uh, county, as well as the lab, ordering masks back indoors. I think we're very interested in that. Yep. Uh, city of Albuquerque, we can get in this tomorrow. Eddie, uh, workers receiving bonuses. Yes, oh, government yeah. employees receiving bonuses Pay them. for being essential employees. Uh, and then finally, uh, number five, a, a good editorial from uh, the New York Post. When will Democrats back a bipartisan probe into the Wuhan lab leak theory? Ooh. You don't have to be a Republican to bash the Dems on this. I'm not, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a good investigation of this and stop the politics. All right, we'll do a little musical interlude. We'll bring it back here in a couple of minutes. D.D. Dowd Muska tomorrow at 4 p.m. I'll bring it back for a reading of Steve Pierce's uh Letter to all the constituents on party unity for the Republican Party. Thanks for listening. 646, back in three.
648 here in the Kiva. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. RockofTalk.tv, RockofTalk.chat for D-Dad Muska, and you can find us directly at RockofTalk.com as well. So many texts coming into the Kiva. I am running for mayor. I hope that uh, you will get me on the ballot. And it looks like you guys are moving in that direction. We're about to embark upon 1,600 petitions. We've got uh, move in mass and force. We will do that certainly this weekend. Skip Bill O'Reilly uh, for this evening and for the week. So I hope you all don't mind uh, that. A lot of people enjoy Bill O'Reilly. Thanks, Sean Gibson, for joining the show. And I uh, hope you move to New Mexico uh, very shortly and that uh, things are okay here in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's a little difficult when you start getting mixed messages from the governor about whether or not things are going to open up. There's not a whole lot of confidence that's happening in the economy uh, locally right now, nationally as well as the new Delta variant, according to the news sources, is scaring you back into your homes, uh, I don't know, for the next 15, 18 months. So we've got to kind of keep our heads about us. I'm not interested in living three years uh, uh, here at the radio station and doing whatever I possibly can to try and, you know, keep you going. This is a tough slog, to say the least. Uh, This is unnecessary. I think uh, we're believing too much in the fear and uh, we have got to do what we can to reopen and keep open New Mexico. Just as we're reopening, uh, we are also reshutting down, and uh, that is a very sad thing. We've got an important message I want to read uh, to you uh, from Congressman and Chairman now of the Republican Party. You might remember I lost to him last year. We've come together. We're bringing the party together, and uh, we're going to try and do what we can to not just win the mayorship. You can uh, go ahead and get me on the ballot by going to saveabq.com. That is saveabq.com. One more time for all of you uh, taking notes at home, saveabq.com. You can also go to the number one. Let's put New Mexico for Albuquerque first. Uh, is the number one, abq.com. You can do that as well. So I want to do whatever we possibly. Uh, oh, O'Reilly pushes jabs. I didn't know that. I'm, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so I guess you're okay missing O'Reilly here uh, for the next 10 minutes. So. Um, go to one abq.com. Let's put Albuquerque first. Uh, that way we can get, uh, the governor out of the fourth floor of the state of New Mexico. She is wreaking a lot of havoc. Let me read uh, your text uh, first. Uh, Eddie Tracy needs to calm down. Ranting and raving is not doing anyone any good. I agree. Nobody likes that, but we're going to cover his stuff. Frank speaks.com. We'll do that tomorrow during our five o'clock hour. Uh, let's see. All DOE sites are now masked again. Are you surprised? Veterans Administration masked as of last week, regardless of vaccination status. It's going crazy. Crazy here. So push back. Uh, Eddie, I'm scared in my foxhole, but ready to stay alert and stay alive. Good. I'm here every step of the way with you. Okay. Be ye not afraid. All right. Read your Bibles. Open it up. I'm on uh, my, I read the Bible as history. Reading uh, today was chapters one through three from Nahum, just so you know. Uh, yeah, that's the book of the Bible, just in case you didn't know. Uh, Eddie, it's all a big lie. It's Olin who holds the figures. No hard data. Good job. Good job, guys. Good job, guys. Uh, let's see. This one from MLG uh, posted a few hours ago. Thank you, New Mexico State University, for uh, prioritizing the health and safety of your employees in your community. Getting vaccinated is easy. Head to vaccinenm.org to get started and $100 for getting vaccinated this month. You shouldn't have to incentivize anybody ever to do the right thing. That's how you know it's the wrong thing is you're paying people to do it, um, just the way that I look at stuff. 
Uh, Eddie, check out where this link goes, not the Constitution. SOS.state.nm.us uh, forward slash about New Mexico publications of the New Mexico Constitution. I will check that out. Uh, Eddie, I got a six-foot mask for the Delta. Oh, boy. These poor people dealing with so much. This is for Dowd, Eddie, uh, from MSN. Uh, that's from Melvin. Thank you, Melvin. I'll read that a little bit later. Dowd heads out in the car on the way back to his place on deadline for Friday's uh, big release, uh, 2 p.m. Friday. So that's when you'll see his release at rockuptalk.chat. Uh, Eddie, the movie industry requires employees to get tested more than once per week, and they're about to require vaccines to actually be employed. We knew it was going to come to this. We've been telling you this for the last year. Medical professionals going to other states for temporary work at hospitals aren't required to be tested. Did not know that. Always good information coming into the queue. Uh, Eddie, if Dow thinks Slow Joe got 81 million votes, or was it 82? Six million more than Obama. It is he who needs a rubber room, heavily padded. Hey, chill out. I don't know that he was talking about the actual numbers or the stats or anything like that. I think he just said that, hey, I'm not ready to let 2020 settle either. But he's focused on other things. So uh, give the man a break. Uh, Tracy texts in. That's not me, the Tracy. Yes, I know. Uh, I-25 southbound at Santa Fe. Stop due to accident somewhere south of Santa Domingo. Be careful out there, folks. I know there is a lot of... Uh, People who are, you know, experiencing road rage. I, I really think that they are. Okay, so here we go. Uh, I did release this a little bit earlier. SaveABQ.com, SaveABQ.com. Uh, I released this this morning. Uh, Dear Albuquerque, citizen and supporter, thank you for signing the petition. That means you believe in me and you want to change Albuquerque. With the two candidates uh, fighting it out over public taxpayer money for their campaigns, Albuquerque is headed for another mask up and lockdown. No one is fighting on behalf of business, families, and students. We just had the all-time homicide record for Albuquerque yesterday, 80 murders. Hard to think things could get any worse, but of course we know they will with nearly five months left in the year. Today's August the 4th. Does anyone care about Albuquerque anymore? I do. No one else stepped up to run and put Albuquerque first with 15 days left on July 26th. We said, hey, let's save Albuquerque. Let's save ABQ. Saveabq.com. So uh, we are desperate. By this time next week, you may be left looking at two choices for mayor who have been and are in control of Albuquerque, Manny Gonzalez for the last 10 years and Tim Keller for the last four. Does anyone even care about our city anymore? This maxed out the amount of money I could spend by buying as much social media impressions as I possibly could. Please help me. Text, call, post. Get as many people as you can to sign on. Lockdown is coming. Murders are rising. Businesses are dying. Your politicians are lying. Well, Fighting out over public money, absolutely disgusting. We need as many signatures as possible. Uh, let me look at these signatures right now. Oh, 500. Whoa. Wow. 505. There we go on top of the. Okay. So that's going to. Put us close. Uh, we are looking at approximately another 15 signatures, 16 signatures, I think, to get to 1,600 signatures. Get us there before the end of the broadcast. 16, 16 signatures. Uh, do that now before 7.05, and I'll be so happy. And they're just coming through. Tell every single person that you possibly can. Now, Steve Pierce has uh, been uh, working on uh, bringing the party together, so we're going to talk a little bit about that 
uh, right now. There was a big release. I'll go all the way till 7.05 or uh, at the conclusion of the uh, the, the write-up for him. This came out, whew, let's see, what, 4, 4.30? It was really good. Very, very proud of him and Mike Curtis. I know, you can't even believe I'm saying that, can you? Uh, let's see. Republican Party, Republican Party. I'm getting to it. I swear I'm getting to it. Here we go. Okay. So the outgoing Bernalillo County chair, she made a bunch of remarks. Julie Wright. Dawn, you quit. When you quit, I, I don't know. Nobody should ever quit anything, but she did. I was happy to, whatever. I mean, work around her for the time being. We We already had something in place where we could just continue to work around her. Uh, Eddie, I'll wear a mask if you lose 100 pounds. I don't think that was me. <laughs> I don't need to lose 100 pounds. All right, dear SEC and BCCCCCC members, the letters in response to the recent accusation by former chair of Bernalillo County Republican Party Julie Wright from Steve Pierce. In her letter, she alleged that I was responsible, that's Steve talking, for the efforts to remove her. That allegation is completely and totally untrue. State party uh, rules make county parties very autonomous. Any action to remove county party chair come totally from the CCC, which is the county central committee, not the state party. I hate to think that I'm always thinking about the Jetsons uh, every single time I hear the CCC. Remember him? <laughs> you suck. Anyway, don't, don't worry. Uh, the letter is curious in this regard for past actions. Our PNM has made to assist the chairwoman in her efforts to deal with the difficulties that she describes when she took over the Bernalillo County Party back in uh, 1-9, 2019. Ms. Wright mentions the financial distress she inherited. She was the first chair I met when I assumed the state chairman position. She detailed the dire situation and requested help from the form of uh, the RPNM at very low cost. Executive Director Anissa Tinnen honored her request when she outgrew that office. Anissa located for her an entire office complex which, of course, was rent-free. Oh, not you, Eddie. Uh, all the libtards who want to go ahead and make me mask up. Thank you. Appreciate that. The space was obtained by and was supposed to be shared with the Trump victory team, but Ms. Wright created an almost immediate conflict by locking up the Trump team. Locking out the Trump team. Good people. The owner sought to remove Bernco, but she refused to vacate. She just stayed there. She squatted. It's one of the worst words ever, squatting. Ugh. I just hate the image it evokes. This year, when Miss Wright expressed difficulty in working through the normal RPNM channels, I accommodated her by designating first vice chair Robert Aragon and second vice chair Graham to be her liaisons to RPNM. Below, I quote and respond to the most egregious of her untruths. Julie Wright statement, quote unquote, Steve Pierce allows and incentivizes a group of rogues to sow unrest. That's her statement. That's her allegation. Steve responds, contrary to the above comment, I did not support or encourage the effort to remove her. Chairwoman Wright was duly elected. The people Ms. Wright labeled as, quote, unquote, rogues are, in fact, BCC or an SEC members. Rules allow them to question her actions and remove her with proper number of votes. The people Ms. Wright labeled as, quote, unquote, rogues are BCC and members. The Rules Committee is an important part of RPNM, but I do not serve on, attend, or vote in the Rules Committee meetings uh, or their processes. The acting chair... Of the Rules Committee, John Billingsley monitored every step of the process that preceded Ms. Wright's resignation. Mr. Billingsley reported the findings, quote-unquote findings, of the full committee, 22 people in all, back to the Bernco Administrative Division and its CCC members as the situation evolved. 
The Rules Committee met twice regarding these proceedings. Their initial ruling was unanimous that the rules allow Ms. Wright to appoint additional members to the Central Committee. It was corrected a decision according to one of the uh, uniform rules. Now, at this point, Julie Wright inexplicably, inexplicably excuse me, refused to release the updated list of names. That is true. Of the additional members that had appointed to the other members of the BCCC. Even her strongest supporters of the RPNM Executive Committee disagreed with her decision. First Vice Chair Robert Aragon her, and Second Vice Chair Bob Graham, knowing that her actions would precipitate further Rules Committee actions, assured the RPNM Executive Committee that they would make every effort to get her to release the list. Here we go. These efforts failed. They caused another meeting. Second, of the Rules Committee, the ruling was almost unanimous. One dissenting vote in its scope, allowing BCCC to use the original list of published BCCC Members from the convention in January of this year, no other list was available. Committee also ruled that the CCC cannot contain secret members and that the entire membership list must be delivered, each member of the BCC in spirit of transparency. Now, the state county rules were carefully followed in all of this, says uh, Steve Pierce. One of the most curious paragraphs of the chairman writes a letter on her resignation is as follows. Quote, unquote, it appears that Steve Pierce does not want a county party it helps Republican candidates. He does not want one that actually does its job by growing, thriving, and constantly running public outreach programs. RPNM's strategic plan for victory is entitled County by County because we know that to win New Mexico, we must win county by county. This includes winning Bernalillo. Our efforts are designed to help counties build towards that. To further that effort, Executive Director Kim Skaggs and I regularly meet with the county chairs. About a month ago, we met with Miss Wright in congenial and productive meetings. She raised none of the points she raises now in her resignation letter. Growing our numbers is a major focus for the state party during the 2020 election. We hired full-time leaders for the effort. Leticia Munoz-Kaminsky worked tirelessly with her counties to register 30,000 new Republicans. One of the nicest people I've ever met, by the way. Leticia is a great person. It is most of our history and the first time we have in our out-registered the Democrats. That is true. 30,000 people. We did that. Art uh, Langston Bowens was a big part of that, by the way, as well as Leticia. You guys did. You guys were tremendous. I mean, how how did we what? How did we lose? Our totals were so dramatic that RPNM provided 10 percent of the nationwide Republican registrations, though we have less than one percent of the nation's population. How 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 did we lose? Do you see why I think that we can win the mayorship? Do, do you see why? But Leslie White, Mark Van Dyke, Leslie's great. Mark is good. Leading the way, RPNM succeeded in turning up 85,000 more votes for Trump than he got in 2016 against Clinton. 27% increase. To achieve that, we had 70 full-time employees who worked every county to organize 1,500 volunteers in a monumental GOTV get-out-the-vote effort that saw us make 2 million phone calls, 1 million door knocks. RPNM was recognized multiple times by the Trump team. Yes, they were, as was my, my, my protege, my good guy, right? Langston Bowens. Love him. Talked to him the other day, by the way. He's doing good. Moving to Dallas. The turnout helped avoid the bloodbath in the state house and the Senate races and helped Congresswoman Yvette Harrell win her race. Julie Wright states also he does not want one that he cannot fully control. I do not seek to control any county party. That is true. If anything, he could be accused of being apathetic. Early this year, the situation arose where Chairwoman Wright and Ward Chair were at great odds in a public dispute. I was harshly criticized for not stepping in and bringing the situation under control. In fact, the state party rules are very clear that the counties are autonomous in such situations. I should also state that I just recently read Steve uh, Pierce's book, Fly the Damn Plane or Fly the Stupid Plane. Uh, pretty good. 
or fly, uh, fly the plane, stupid. It's pretty funny. In conclusion, contrary to Chairwoman's letter, I was not the architect of the efforts to remove her and did not force her resignation. RPNM has been diligent in its efforts to make her successful. Yes, just that we try to help all county chairs. Historically, we Republicans in New Mexico make our gains in the non-presidential election cycles. That's this year, folks. This year. The Democrat legislature and the governor are doing all they can to help us. We can get past the divisions, unified against the opposition, and stay focused on positive. 2022 will be a year of success. Please join us. For that to happen, Bernalillo County, our largest county, must find a way to heal divisions. We've done that. Reorganize and support Republicans. We've done that. I've received reports. The initial meeting with Danny Moore in the East Mountains was a positive first step. I look forward to working with new leadership to help them achieve their objectives. Best regards, Stephen Pierce, RPNM chairman. We'll leave it there. I'll be back uh, tomorrow, bright and early uh, here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. As always, you can uh, go ahead and uh, listen to a rebroadcast of all this uh, directly at our website at rockoftalk.com, rockoftalk.tv. Also, you can download us on all all of our podcasts. Don't forget, folks, uh, and before I forget, uh, make sure that you go and get me registered uh, as a supporter, a petitioner, uh, to get me on the mayoral ballot. We are less than 1,400 away now that we were just uh, inching past uh, 1,600 uh, right here uh, for the mayoral election with six days left. We need to average 250 a day all the way through next Tuesday. Stay tuned. We've got Ben Shapiro next.